0: do a
1: show about board games yeah we should do that that seems like it's the time (laughs) is it
2: it's already almost seven time to get ill we're the only board game podcast out there. So we have to give the people what
0: the, they want. The fans are waiting <laughs> on baited breath. Yeah.
2: Maybe. On bated
0: breath? In baited with breath. With baited breath? they guess. They're waiting inside of it. Who yeah.
2: beats their breath? I don't understand. What,
0: what is baited breath?
1: I think it's like where you put, you put minnows fishing, in your mouth. You put a fishing hook in <laughs> front of not, your mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> Come that's on. Stupid. We all um, came up with the same joke. Yeah, we're idiots. <laughs> well, what else yeah, would yeah, it be? Yeah, all right. that's yeah, fair. We're idiots. I, I'm sure it means something that's not what we say. Excuse Probably some like old English term for something else. What? Like maybe a baited Bated? I, I don't know. I have no idea. You have a computer in yeah, front yeah. of you. I, I mean, was looking at a micro macro in again. front of me,
2: but I'm not going to do anything with it.
1: No, Mark's the only one that really cares. Yeah, bated breath is a phrase okay. first mentioned in Shakespeare's The Merchant of Venice. It's an abbreviation of the word abated. He did it to fit the. Uh, uh, oh, his eye diameter pentameter? Yeah, yeah. Or pentameter. Oops. I'm
3: close. I'm close enough. All you right. know no. what? I'll take it. Close enough for me. So, <laughs> Spassie,
1: loads of Vegas, and pit. I'm, I'm ready. Me and my nasal voice are ready to go, that is. Are you sick? Uh, no, just nas- the sinuses, you oh, know. That's the worst. Welcome, everybody, no. to episode <laughs> number 51 of Random Draw, of board
0: game podcast. <laughs> tired of waiting. Uh, I... <laughs> I am your host Daniel Mann. With me, as always, Dave Hubbard. That's me, Mark Belial. Oh,
1: hello there, sweet children.
0: <laughs> so, a person on the internet said that he would stop listen. He or she. I don't mean to offend. Oh yeah, person on the internet. Oh yeah, they have. Uh, I didn't even look at their username. Yeah, it could be I don't know. S- a sir and or madam. Yeah, wonderful listener of our a podcast. person of internet. So <laughs> <laughs> that they would stop listening to our podcast if Mark didn't bring back. His
1: uh, intro. And yeah. I both hate them and love them. Yeah. yeah. So now the bit's going to continue into perpetuity. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I've
2: always been happy.
1: I, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't affect me doesn't at affect all. doesn't affect me. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, we are a board
2: game podcast. Ish. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kind of. I mean, we do talk about board games. We do. And there's other stuff. <laughs> Mostly other stuff at <laughs> this point. Others. Let's be honest. You know. Can't wait till this just involves a, to us rambling. Yeah. <laughs> almost there really. yeah so on tonight's podcast oh there's some behind the curtain
1: it's night time oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i guess tonight's. oh yeah is... it's it's friday it... night ladies and gentlemen oh, the okay. traffic on route one is slowed to a crawl i'm
2: sure that a lot of people are going out and partying partying and what did we decide to do
0: <laughs> we decided
2: to meet in this empty radio station and talk yeah. about the board games we've played over the past few weeks
0: oh you guys uh like to party on friday nights in the summer boy not, do we not <laughs>
2: But I just Me think too. your version of party and mine are very yeah. different. so different. Yeah, I'm
0: dude. too old to like go out and. I'm, I was never a drinker anyway, no. but I'm too old to go not, out. Not for the world, just for that scene. Yeah, I'm a- getting there for both. But <laughs> 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 Do you know
2: what I'll I be hate? 41 this year. I really hate live music bummer. at restaurants because I go there to talk to my friends. I hate yelling over bands. Listen, live music
0: at a restaurant is inappropriate. Live music at a bar. Is
1: appropriate. I'm yeah. not saying it's yeah. appropriate.
2: Yeah. I'm saying I don't like it.
0: <laughs> well,
1: I'm not going- as much as I enjoy screaming above some dude doing a tortured <laughs> rendition of Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I don't love it. Is what I'd say. Yeah, I right. don't want that. <laughs> in my life <laughs> i'm just trying to have a conversation with my you know my the love of my life and i'm just like some dudes just singing about staying away from fences i and can't I'm even, like i can't hear you i'm sorry <laughs> i can't even watch an intro to a television show you can't expect
0: me to listen to your <laughs> singing on stage i need a skip intro yeah where's on the, you. where's the skip on this guy <laughs> Uh, okay anyway board anyway. game podcast board games.
2: I'm at the bar trying to play western legends <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time we did play western, we did legends, play western at... legends in a bar it was a good time people
0: had questions it's fun we played that game wrong so many times yeah we did like and not just like one little rule but a huge rule that changed the whole game are we
1: thinking uh, great western <laughs> trail great western trail oh, yeah. Dave okay. always great mixed western them trail. up and I just stopped correcting him a uh, long okay. time ago I was like I was very I was, I I knew thought he was we, talking I thought about.
0: we knew yeah. because yeah. I was there with him when we played it <laughs> dan speaks fluent dave yeah <laughs> <laughs> i forget that not everybody yeah. does yeah so tonight's podcast we're gonna talk about three games and mark's gonna have a talkic about stuff it's real humdinger
1: okay yeah buckle up it's it's gonna be real weird
2: you've been working on this one for a little bit haven't you
0: uh,
1: about two weeks yeah yeah oh, man, it, took, that is it more... took some doing but it was worth it. What did you do it. last two weeks, Dave? Eh? Uh, not that. Me too.
2: <laughs> I wrote down one note in my uh, phone and then I got made fun of for deleting it after I brought it up. That's, silly That's a thing that'll happen later in this episode.
0: <laughs> silly. I didn't know that was a thing that people did. Uh, the first game
2: the first game we
0: played. This is not the first game we played. This is the first game we're going to talk about. We played a bunch of games. This is the first one we're going to talk about. It's a game
1: called Spicy. Ooh, it's so hot. Mark brought this over. Yeah. This Good art.
2: Great art. Yeah, I have a hot take about this game. It's fun.
1: Oh, it's okay. The same take I <laughs> yeah, fun. I couldn't. Uh, I saw this at games and stuff. Okay, in great. Maryland, Glen Burnie, Maryland. Yep. if you're in, in that area, if you ever in the neighborhood, stop by. Game store. Buy some stuff. Like, know, they're great.
2: If we got ten bucks every time we mentioned them, we'd probably have like eighty bucks by now. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, if <laughs> I will make an excuse to go to Baltimore
0: so that I can stop <laughs> by games and stuff. We went to the right. aquarium couple weeks ago and we that was like one of the conditions i was like yeah i guess i'll go to the aquarium and look at fish and sharks but i need to stop playing the game store.
1: <laughs> i did the same thing it was like the post ikea trip oh, like yeah. i was like yeah we got to go to games well, we have to right to. here I mean, it's right there yeah so going? um anyway i was just like hanging out and i saw it on the end cap and uh, I said, hanging out in there? Is it hanging out? Well, you know, I had it's like a big store. I was like debating on whether to buy New York City Zoo okay. by uh, Ro- the Rosenberg's new game. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I picked up Calico. I was like, I'm gonna buy Calico. Kitty and, cat yeah, kitty cat. It was so cute, adorable. <laughs> anyway, this this is not about <laughs> Calico. This is about Spicy, is. which also coincidentally has cats in it. Yeah, but not. Oh
2: yeah, you're. I guess you're right. Yeah. So Spicy
1: is a bluffing game where everybody gets a hand of cards, and they're all beautiful gold etched. Really cool art. Uh, and it's basically you're lying as a cat. You're uh, lying just all of the time. Just all mm-hmm.
2: of the time. all If... It's hard to not lie unless you're Mark, and then you magically always have the card.
1: (laughs) Here's the deal. Pro tip, if you're playing with me, if we're playing Skull, I'm always Skulling. And if we're playing Spicy, I'm always telling the truth. (laughs) It's frustrating. (laughs) It's very frustrating. So the way the game works is basically the first person plays a card, and they will declare a number and a style of chili, right? It'll be like, I don't know, two uh, chili or three red chili. Black pepper, yeah, black something pepper. like that. There's like multiple different suits in the game, uh, and then sweets. Excuse me. There's good point. three, right? There's black, there's black, uh, there's, red black and green. there's and there's wasabi. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so the person who goes after you wasabi will idiot. then declare <laughs> a uh, a card of their own. They'll, they'll put and it has to be it in ascending be the, order and it has to match the sweet of the chili right. that you're playing. So like say Dave says three black pepper, Dan could then say anything from four to whatever the highest 10 10 uh then i would say oh well dan says five i could say seven like so we get around the table dave doesn't think that i actually played a seven black pepper
2: because to clarify you're playing all your cards face
1: down yes yes exactly um so at any point you can put your hand on that pile of cards and you could say you're full of it I don't, I don't You're believe full you. Of not black pepper. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Definitely yeah. not a
2: seven of black pepper. Right.
1: So at that point, you flip over the last well, card played. Well, first you have to. Oh, right. You yeah, have to sorry, claim which me. kind of
0: liar he is. Yeah. yeah which,
2: th- honestly, this is what made this game so good yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It's
0: either he's lying about playing black pepper or he's lying about playing that number. But mm-hmm. you have to say which one he's lying about. Yep. And if you get it wrong, even if he lied about the other thing,
2: it doesn't matter. So if I say that Mark, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it was a seven and then you flip it over and it was a seven but it was not a black pepper mm-hmm. I'm still wrong yeah. and Mark wins
1: yeah so you basically get all of the cards in the, the the little play area and those are just count for one victory point per card at the end of the game Um, that's like one of the major ways to score points in the game the other major way is uh, as you deplete your hand like everyone sees you getting fewer and fewer cards it's kind of like Uno lesser, where you have yeah, to lesser lesser and lesser cards no it's fewer <laughs> You know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done teaching grammar to you animals. So as you deplete your hand, like when you get, to, it's kind of like, Uno. you get to your last card. You have to make sure everybody knows it's your last card. Otherwise it's a penalty.
2: Yeah. Dan tried to be all sneaky about it. I mean, I didn't know that that was a
0: rule. I mean, I but.
2: think,
1: I think, I mean, it depends. I think we all tried to be sneaky about it, but. Oh no, it
2: never, I never really got there. <laughs> <laughs> it was the sneaky on I end. would have, but I never <laughs> got I didn't to. have the opportunity to be sneaky.
1: But if you put down your card and nobody either challenges it or if you're telling the truth or if they guess what part you lied about wrong. Uh, and you win that hand, you get an extra bonus 10-point title card that goes directly into your score area. Because yeah. you're the first person to get rid of your cards. Yep, you're the first person to get rid of your cards. Uh, Basically, you play until you reach the uh, apocalypse end-of-the-world chili card.
2: <laughs> which, which is fun. <laughs> it's is a lot of fun.
1: fun. Like, you turn the world into a barren wasteland of... Yeah, of chilies. Of, of red spicy. Hot spicy chilies. Yeah, <laughs> yummy. Uh, and uh, the person with the highest points at the end of the game wins. It's <laughs> it. It's, it's, it. Like, there it's was fairly simple. Yeah, some controversy. So, so <laughs> there was to, a bit of controversy. We have to
2: address a controversy that happened during our play. Yep. Uh, so when, <laughs> so here's the problem we we're having. So uh, let's say that a, uh, someone... Uh, correctly or incorrectly call someone else out online it doesn't really matter because either way the stack is being depleted entirely and a new round basically is beginning so the problem we are having is if you were the person to the left when that stack was depleted and all you have in your hand is, is one, one card coin. then you just get one of the 10 point cards yeah because you can just play your card lay it down say exactly what the card is and no one's going to call you obviously because you can start it at whatever you want yeah and so we had this like long discussion is a
1: bit of it was a bit of controversy is what i because
2: we were like this is stupid and we even had (laughs) a situation. it breaks the game absolutely we had a situation where like three people in a row i was one of them and i Mm. thought it was the dumbest thing Mm -hmm. could just put down the thing and the game ended super fast getting the 10 pointers a lot
1: of a lot of head scratching a lot of like man how did this make it through play testing right and then
2: we're like we can house rule this we can fix this so we This, this is not, up, a issue. It's not a broken issue. So we, we came up this. with a house rule. Uh, basically, the house rule is that whoever loses the call, because the penalty for losing the call, whether you were called and you were lying or um, you called and the person told the truth, the failure, whoever failed their call, mm-hmm. uh, has to draw two cards. And so we decided the house rule would be that whoever fails the call, they start the next round because, because they're guaranteed right, they that they are not going just one mm-hmm, card. Mm-hmm. So then... We finished. We played three or four games in a row. The game was really fun. Super fun. We and were just then, like,
1: couldn't get over the fact that we managed to fix the game. Seriously. Yeah, we're like on so, our first we're try. we the smartest people <laughs> on earth.
2: <laughs> we're, well, we've played a lot of games. Like yeah. we were just talking about that. Like we played a lot of games. It makes sense to us to house rule it. So we finished the game. I open up the rule book out of curiosity. I start flipping through it. That rule <laughs> yeah. is a rule. It's the rule. We didn't need to house rule it because it was yeah. already yeah. a rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which... I have to say, also did make me feel like a smart gamer. yeah like yeah. we really did fix the game appropriately. It
1: made you feel like a smart gamer and it made me feel like I'm not good at teaching games. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. but <laughs> but Dan and I felt like geniuses. yeah, yeah. we worked right through it. Yeah, We're we like, did. okay,
0: this is a good fix. this makes this game fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, then I agreed on and it. It was, already, like it was good we've
1: yeah. we've established <laughs> here in recent history that I always when I teach games, there's a one critical rule that I mess up in every single game that I teach. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's always fun. It's a big one. It's always fun. What was the frog game? Uh, it was the gullet issue where oh, yeah. you uh, you ended up with more than one land. You couldn't cherry pick. <laughs> that was a huge thing. That was a huge and thing, then too. this game. Was yeah. yeah. Um, I mean,
0: it's fine. Learning rules yeah, you know, kind of sucks. That's it's like not, the worst uh, part of gaming, for sure. It's not
1: my skill set, is what me. I'd say.
0: I know that some people that we all know like to like fall asleep while reading rules. And that <laughs> is, not, <laughs> it is not me. Like, I can't. I want to not be that person I don't know maybe but I it, do want to be that person but it makes Andre so happy <laughs> it makes him happy and really good at explaining rules that's true yeah
2: that's why I call him rules daddy
0: instead of the rest of us just reading through the rules once and going I got it yeah. <laughs> just I just it no, the rules. Me, you crack
1: your knuckles and be like no I got this I, I don't got, worry I know all the rules <laughs> the rule book's 50 pages long like nah, I got it I, I browsed it and that's the fun thing about spicy is it's not like a complicated rule it's super simple and I still managed to botch the rule but it did not change the fact that this game was I would say very fun. Yeah. It, I mean it would have changed the fact if that oh, wasn't yeah, the rule. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been that would have been a thing we would have discussed here. Yeah, uh, but, but turns out the it game out. is
0: well the rules all make sense. The rule explainer didn't make. Yeah, sense. yeah.
2: <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> <up.
1: laughs> yeah, so it was like it's like one of the more fun bluffing games I think we've played recently. Yeah, and that, it's
0: easy. Kira played it with us and yeah. it, it's it's easy. She's you, pretty lie, good at it you too. you lie or you don't. Like
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, but most of the time, you don't have a choice in that. Like most of the time that you are try, like it's your turn, you don't have a card that yeah. would allow you to not, <laughs> to lie. not lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're Mark. F- Unless, Unless you you're me, in which like, case, yeah, I,
1: it just sort of happens.
2: I lied almost every turn because I really didn't have say in that. <laughs>
1: and
0: if you're, and if you're, that's the best part though, because if you're lying, somebody has to guess how you're lying. Exactly. That's the best
1: part. So yeah. at least
2: if you can match like fifty percent of your lie, yeah. if you at least have the number or the color. Then now you're dropped it to a 50% chance right, right. that you're gonna get called and out.
1: And we should say too that there are wild cards in the game as well. Yeah.
2: Oh, but the wilds work differently than I've ever yeah. seen a wild work.
1: So they basically count towards either the number or the suit, right? They, so they if you, are still liars. Yeah, <laughs> you're still a liar. Still liars. If you utilize a wild card, you are still technically a liar. Yeah. But oh, yeah. the cool part is is that like if you say, I don't know, I've got a seven of chilies and you play down the color, the wild co- no, it's the number color, mm-hmm. the number the wild. Number. Oh my! Numbers God. or colors are yeah. your only options. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you play the number one, it totally counts. If like they say, oh no, you lied about that number, you could show them the wild card and be like, yep. no, actually, I didn't. I well, li- I was the truthful. I did about lie every about the number. suit. Yeah. So
0: and like. You're not gonna play your last card without somebody calling you a liar.
2: Oh yeah, it's yeah. Not that's Just 100 of the time. Oh, that's your last card? Liar. Liar. Yeah. Yeah. How? No, no. Uh, number. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one. I'm <laughs> gonna roll the dice on this.
1: Um, there are some like additional wrinkles, the uh, variants that you can play with. We played um, a couple of them. We played a couple yeah. of them. They don't add like a ton, but they're they're enough flavor. They
2: add fun little rules. Yeah. I I found that. A number of them like just never applied, depending yeah. on mm-hmm. what you get. Like we played one that all fours count as sevens. Yep. Yeah, and uh yeah. six was
1: sixes were nines. Sixes that was another could one. Be sixes or nines, yeah.
2: yeah. Which was, for me personally, I just never ever picked yeah, any of we, those cards. So it it. I mean, it, yeah, play, it could but. be
0: helpful and funny to play a six and someone calls you a liar on the number and it's <laughs> still, still
1: still totally six, counts. Yeah. Six or nine. Yeah. It's fun.
0: Uh Mark, tell us about Spicy.
1: Ooh, Spicy was published in 2020 by Hadlebar Games. Uh, if you were interested in hearing more about Hadlebar Games, you can listen to episode 28 for better or worse, where we talked about uh, our perennial favorite letter game, Letter Jam. <laughs> I don't know if i go We played another
0: letter game that we were really bad at. Yeah, yeah what was did. that one
1: called? That was, Ink- Inkling. That was Inkling. We'll yeah. talk about that. We'll talk about that one soon. That's but. fun,
0: but we're... We're not letter people. It was designed
1: (laughs) by Gyori Zoltan Gabor.
0: Yeah, what? Yeah, Yeah.
1: I know. I hope I got any of that right. And my apologies if I didn't. And the art was done by Yiman Kim. Oh, so, good art.
0: Yemen, yeah, Kim.
1: The art was totally make, rad. It's make, oh, very yeah. it good art. It reminds me a lot of like old timey sailors' tattoos. Like, where yeah. Got, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it was very, it was very cool I to see. Microphone. I can't see your my my, my face. Oh, my, <laughs> my gob. <laughs> your
0: your, your pun'em. Plus, I couldn't see your uh, Employee of the Month awards. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. That's for later. But um, yeah, the art was really cool. Um, and the, uh, the, I mean, really just the art direction in general is really neat. Big, yeah. Big I ups. liked
0: it a lot. Let's rank spicy. One to ten, not using the number seven. Uh Mark, how many cats toes would you give spicy? <laughs> cat's toes? Sure. One All right. cat's gonna have like an odd amount of toes. Yeah, my
1: cat is a polydactyl. He's got like twenty toes. He's 20, a dinosaur. Twenty five
0: toes? <laughs> it's a polydactyl. Yeah, he's a polydactyl. He's got like <laughs> wings. Does sound got, like a
3: dinosaur.
1: He's
0: got weird leathery
1: wings and everything. <laughs> yeah. he's so weird. Yeah.
0: Uh one to ten, not use the number seven. How many toes would you give Spicy?
1: Oh man, Spicy, I like this game a lot. Give me an eight. eight? I thought the uh, the bluffing was really nice. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. You go through a couple of hands like real quick. Um the only downside is as far as the components go, I noticed that already I'm missing like gold etched, like flecks of the gold etching are starting to mm. wear off from the cards. Yeah. So
0: and it's a big deck. Like it that would oh, be yeah. a pain to like uh, Yeah,
1: I don't know how you would sleeve all of these. Cause... It's a pain to shuffle. <laughs> yeah. But I'm it not going to would... knock a game
2: for that.
0: Yeah,
1: but anyway, like yeah. it's really cool. I enjoyed this a
0: lot. Dave, Spicy, 1 to 10, not using the number 7. How many cat's toes would you give spicy
2: uh i'm on the a train with mark i definitely agree with everything he said i would add that um it's one of the smaller footprint games that you could like travel with but Mm -hmm. the downside is it's really fun with more people yeah like a lot of smaller footprint games that are travel size play perfectly fine with two or three this is really more fun by the time you get four or five for sure
0: yeah Um, that's
1: totally fair
2: so yeah it's just it needs a higher player count but honestly
0: had a ton of fun me too uh, Dan, one to ten, not usually number seven. How many cat's toes would you give Spicy? I'm going to say eight also. I love a good bluffing game. It's fun. Uh, the rules made sense after we learned the rules. <laughs> and it's just a fun game. I, yeah. I mean, I
1: we recommend Spicy.
3: Yeah. Not expensive, right? Pretty cheap. No,
1: no. It was like $15. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great, yeah. great price. For I
2: that. would say that is perfectly fine for what it is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Plus, I got to support a local game store, which everyone should be doing. Absolutely. You should be doing that. Yep.
2: Unless... You can get it way cheaper online. <laughs> so, just saying. So, Even then, I still try to buy from like I will
0: buy something game from them. shops online. Yeah, not- yeah, I will buy something from them. But if the game is one hundred dollars in your store and I can get it for fifty dollars online, like, sorry about your luck. I also have
1: to feed my family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I did see at a game shop recently, uh, Dark Angel. Oh yeah, and it was like seventy-seven dollars or that's, whatever. That's a bummer. And you can get it fairly substantially cheaper online yeah. but i was like mm, that makes black sense angel sad. was it black, black angel? angel yeah the so. one where you play an ai yeah, yeah black yeah, angel I think. Yeah. yeah if not <laughs> cool whatever good for me <laughs> good for uh, me yeah.
0: next game we're going to talk about lords of vegas lords of vegas none of us own this game nope. we've all played this game several times of different people's copies. And, through, and throughout the years, too. Like, we oh, played yeah. this game um, back
2: probably I, I at, like early we, in our board gaming career with Andre.
0: I feel like we played this at your mom's house, like, yeah. years and years ago. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and probably it's, eight, seven, eight years ago. Spoiler, was the first time. This game's fun. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. It's, it's rad. Not so, good at it, but no, it's fun. Oh, no, I enjoy no, no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, in uh, so this, is going to be a little hard to. Explain. So we're gonna do it as a team, <laughs> <laughs> because none of us, like I said, none of us own it. So none of us have officially read the rules. But we've of the, all played we've it all played for it years, a bunch of times. So mm-hmm. in Lords of Vegas, you play a Lord of Vegas.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you play one of the Lords of one Vegas. One of
0: the Lords of Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically trying to put together your Vegas empire. Yeah. You want to have a a big tall stack of buildings, and you want them to bring in a lot of money. You want you, them to be on the strip, mm-hmm, and preferably. you want them to be
2: in a group. Yes. And the, the bigger the group they're in, the more funds you get when uh, the strip comes up and uh, everyone gets paid out.
1: Yeah, we do love you do love getting paid in this I game. Do. Well, I oh mean, gosh, what game so... don't you love getting paid? I love every single game. So where I So
2: <laughs> all of your buildings in this game are illustrated with dice. Uh, so they're all D6s. And each of you has your own color of D6s. And that's how you can tell whose property is whose. Um, so you will look around the board and. And you'll just see just this sea of D6s on various numbers. And what's fun about that is you'll start to get a block of buildings. So a block of D6s on this board. And the board is set up with, like, the Vegas Strip in the center and then just a bunch of numbers in squares the size of D6s on the side Mm -hmm. with a little um, uh, square around it large enough to fit these... The dice in the middle. Yeah, Mm the dice in the middle of these... um, cardboard tokens
1: i yep. always love it when a game lets you have like, like an a inset. little set yeah it's great
2: it's great so what you do is you can look at uh the grid and as long as the insets that you're placing out of the same color regardless of whose colored dice is on there that is considered one casino yeah mm-hmm. and so it, if that is one casino then simply the number with the highest die owns that casino. And it doesn't matter if you have one single die and then Dan has three and Mark has two and Ray has one and Rick has two. Doesn't matter if I have the highest number on there. I currently run that casino. So Mm -hmm. if it pays out, I'm going to get paid the most. Dave's raking in that cash. Um, So that is how casinos work. Uh, There's only so many tiles of different colored casinos and you have to purchase them with the funds that you're getting throughout the game. Uh, and so that is how you build casino. So if you want to, you could build a different color casino next to someone else, or you build the same color, and then you have the option of rerolling the dice. And it has a name. I don't remember what it is. Reorganization, I think it's consolidation, yeah. reorganization, re-organization.
1: Sure. maybe. Yeah. Any so of those sound good.
2: You pay an amount of money that I mean. is pretty much like one buck per uh, pip on the die. Yeah.
1: And Which then, can
0: get
2: expensive oh, if you got some high
1: prices. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. And it's it's per dice. That is connected that you want to re-roll. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not just... You can't pick and choose. Like, if there is nine things connected, you got to roll all those yep. dice. It's
2: all or nothing, baby. And it's a, it's a bummer. And then you pick them. You pay a lot of money. You pick them all up and you roll them. And that's, like, say that my numbers were all low, but I now have, like, four die on there. Mm-hmm. And Dan is connected, but he's got a six. And I've got ones and twos. I might look at it and be like, man, if I re-roll all this stuff, like, I've got three to one odds here that one of my die is going to be higher than his when I, after this roll mm-hmm. so it might be worth the money so you'll roll the die uh, and then they all go back exactly where they used yeah, yeah. to be and they are now the new number yeah. um and for maybe maybe better work out or for worse and, <laughs> <maybe> <laughs> my favorite thing about this game is like so you can also once per turn uh, you basically get two actions one of your actions can be gambling at someone's casino which is fun and it's sure. just to make money and make them pay it to you. And the bigger the, ca- <laughs> the bigger their casino, the more money you can gamble at their casino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, the man, uh, sometimes I want to go to that big casino. Higher limits, baby. <laughs> roll them dice. And then you roll the dice. And uh, they can choose to cover the bet or uh, like the whole bet or half the bet. They can sign off half the bet to the bank or whatever. Yeah. But you can only sign up up to half the bank. Up to half the debt. Like, yeah, you if have you to decide to gamble at someone's casino, at minimum, if they lose, you're going to take half of your gamble yep. from if, their pot.
1: If they can afford it. Yeah, if, if they, can they can afford, afford it. it. Yeah, they have to be able—I think there's a thing where you have to be able to cover at least 50%. Of, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. The,
0: so of if, like, thing. Dave wants to gamble $10 million at my casino, and I only have $3 million, he can't go there to gamble yeah. that. I can't cover it. Can't, bank. can't oh, yeah.
1: bankrupt poor man can't on his off turn. On. Come on, <laughs>
2: trying to buy a new
0: boat.
1: I'm, I, can't the be only disp- way, listen. The only bank. way I bankrupt is I make my own bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, baby. I gamble like
2: all of my money every turn because it's my favorite thing about this game. Doesn't go well for me. I, I bankroll other people building casinos. This is what I do in this game. Yeah, but yeah. I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, the best thing you can do is have Rick try to reorganize the casinos because in my experience, what you do is you have one building and Rick has, like, five, and then he rolls a six on your die and ones and twos on all of his. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: like, it feels good,
0: right? Yeah, it's, Rick
2: was the best person on my team. Yep. <laughs> it's such a skill. He yeah. <laughs> such a talent. Uh, so, basically, you just go throughout the game. You're picking these cards. Uh, the cards are paying out uh, different monies. Eventually, once their final card gets pulled, the final Vegas Strip card gets pulled, uh, everyone gets paid out. You're getting victory points this whole time as well. Um to and, go around a victory point tracker. So yeah. money is not victory points, mm-hmm.
3: but, but
2: uh, money is how you build your casino. But Also you can trade. Oh yeah, you, yeah, can, trade you can trade There's some anything. trading. Anything, there's <laughs>
0: trading, which is good because I, I don't know how to put together a casino without <laughs> getting some of your stuff. <laughs> also right. I love trading games. Also I love trading I mean, games. Yeah, we Am talk, I we good definitely... at them? No. Do I have fun at them? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's so cool. I love that I love the whole system where you watch these lots slowly come out. Like over the course of the game, and you start kind of understanding, okay, well, if there's only what like nine cards per suit, right? That's going to dictate like what value what. It's what's gonna, most valuable on the board Yeah, probably. when yeah. you're
0: going to pick what color you want to put out yeah. you're not you don't want to put out a color that there's barely any left of Yeah, I you're think trying our, to build that lot I mm-hmm. think in our
1: most recent game like we went heavy silver pretty early yeah, and, and like it was, nobody like, nobody invested in silver no, no, oh yeah and so like if you ended a, up with a silver lot I mean there's no way you could convince somebody to take that in a trade Like, what it, do I want that for I can't no, make it, a <laughs> silver casino
2: two cards left yeah throughout the whole game you're getting paid for various things uh, because on every person's turn, it starts with them getting a random card, and depending on the color of the card, uh, things pay out for everyone. Right. So, like off turn, you're constantly getting paid. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, there's almost no downtime because people are either
0: bargaining with you or going to your casino or something's always happening yeah. that you should
2: probably be paying attention to. Also, turns are real fast anyway. Yeah. So yeah.
0: It's there's never not that like big of a, deal. a. I was gonna
1: say for as much like. Interesting bartering and strategy that's in the game. Like, it's not like you spend a lot of time just looking at each other, being like, okay, well, you give me this and this and this, and then we'll make a deal. But the other thing we played with the um, up expansion, yeah, where you could, you could build, build
0: up, up on yeah. your casinos. So instead of just having one floor casinos, you can now have mo- yeah, multi huge floor casinos, yeah,
1: which I think are worth more victory points. And also, it lets you sort of make sure that you own that little section. Mm-hmm. You
0: can break free of like if Dave owns that block of casinos, I can build my casino a level up and kind of break free
1: of that. Yeah, you no costs longer money. you're no longer living under the boot of, under Dave, the Hubbard. Boot of Dave Hubbard. <laughs>
0: But then again, he can also build up and just take my casino back yep. over. Yep. And now it's worth even more victory points. Yes. So yep. I'm sure there's some strategy to that, which I don't involve myself. I will with. say, <laughs> as far as
2: bargaining games go, this is one of the most luck-heavy bargaining game that sure. I've ever played. And I don't, dice. oh yeah, I don't mean that as a bad thing. Like, it is Lords of Vegas. Like, the theme yeah. is absolutely roll yeah. some yeah. dice and see it, what happens. Yeah, it's hard. if it was like Lords of
0: Strategy, that'd <laughs> <Yeah>. be different. <laughs> that'd be like, well. Lords yeah. of Chess is yeah. a real different game <laughs> this game's weird so many dice rolls
1: it's just so funny because it's uh it's always so interesting is we we discussed it on last episode during our talk section where we had chinatown like the big three of like trading games seem to be chinatown lords of vegas and sidereal confluence and yeah. it's, it's so interesting to see lords of vegas take the foundation that chinatown lays where you have like lot you get lots and you put buildings on top of them and then lords of vegas adds all these like really fun interesting wrinkles on top of it too
2: well i think lords of vegas basically looked at chinatown and said you know be fun that but with a lot of luck and where the last two turns aren't decided
1: yeah yeah yeah, for sure
2: where i can get people to
0: still trade with me in the last two turns (laughs) yeah yeah i
1: didn't do much trading in lords of vegas and i wonder if that's like my own my own issue because i did a bunch of trading i I, did some trading i I was gonna say i felt like i did way more trading in chinatown but i don't know if that's like just i didn't take advantage of it in lords of vegas the same way
0: chinatown easier to trade in because everybody yeah. has to trade. You in. have to. And right.
1: Lords of Vegas, you can
0: like re-roll the dice. And you that can also. It there's to. a lot of options. Well, you can also do what's called you.
2: sprawl, where yep. you just purchase the lot next to you and hope it doesn't come and hope out. <laughs> and hope it doesn't come out because the problem is if that lot comes out. Later in the game, then whoever drew that card, they just take it
0: over. They just get it's it. just yeah. theirs now. Yeah, sorry that you were squatting there, which, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: which I believe happened to Ray a couple times, yeah, where did. he was like, "I'm gonna sprawl," and then like it just kept coming out. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> I mean, whoops! And
2: he, he had all my money. He was doing fine. <laughs> yeah. that's
0: I I don't remember who won, but I knew it wasn't me.
2: Oh, it was. I think I was last. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. That was a rough go of it. Yeah, but, I did have a lot of fun. But though. it is fun. Yeah. Uh, Mark.
1: I'm, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead and tell no, us I about was just, Lords of Vegas. Oh, well, I will. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> So, Lords of Vegas was published in 2010 by Mayfair Games. RIP Mayfair Games, we missed you. Now you've been absorbed by Asthma Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They did Carverna and Agricola, which are now owned by Asmodee. Boo. You know? <laughs> Good games, though.
2: Good so. games. Now I just want to buy them on the secondary market so I can give some other happy gamer money. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy a used copy. What do I <laughs> care? Yeah, I don't care.
1: So, uh, the design was done by James Ernst, who did Tech i'm sorry a- james ernest attack no attack no. t-a-k also I, I prefer the name ernst, ernst. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know just the
0: hard ending of it. he was ernst. doing it in ernst <laughs> <laughs> the
1: design was also done by mike Selinker, who did betrayal at hill house okay. uh, th- i never played it the oh, ar- i have i want to uh i don't think i've played it either oh. I Want to? it's out there <laughs> it's cheap yeah i was gonna say it's got a legacy version now yeah i don't oh, know does it it does it does i played it many many years ago it- Someone's house. Many moons ago, what a when Hubbard was a young man, <laughs> what a
2: boring story that was. <laughs> yeah, I played that once somewhere, and then found it fair.
0: I just like to keep the listeners engaged.
1: <laughs> the art was done by Steve Fastner, uh, Rich Larson, and Franz Volwinkle. Uh, uh, Volwinkel? like Vol- Voll- Rocky and He's a moose. V o h w i n k e l. Wait, which one's the
2: yeah, it's Moose and Squirrel. Moose yeah, but which which one's the witch? Uh Rocky's Natasha. the
1: no, Rocky's the the, Rocky's squirrel, the squirrel and Bullwinkle's calls the moose.
2: Yeah, but okay. Natasha and Boris. Yeah, they are the Natasha the and the Boris. villains. Yeah, and they're th- the villains. They this happen is to a be
1: from the
0: Russia.
2: Canada. Oh. <laughs> I mean it takes place in Canada. No, winter. Are Their accents no. sound very Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Very Cuban accent. I gotta be honest. They they sound a little like Andre. I'm not
0: thrilled. (laughs) I don't know where he's
1: from. Hmm. Uh, Fun fact about the guys who did this art, right? I didn't know this until while I was doing research for this game. But uh, Ernest, Fastner, and Larson all worked on a game called XXX Xenophile. Uh, which is an adult trading card game. Oh, no. I feel
3: like you mentioned that game. Did I? I,
1: I, Yeah, I would have totally gone more in depth than about it in episode 47's Talkic, where we talked about romantic board games. Yeah. Uh, Some of the cards that they designed (laughs) for this trading card game. Are you ready? I guess. Uh, Do I have a choice? (laughs) No, you're going to be subjected to it like like I was. Uh, So you have uh, villain Python O'Malley. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, thank you. Got a pretty good idea what that card looks yep. like. Yeah, there. Snake. <laughs> it's, it's a snake.
1: There seems to be some sort of summoning card. Crazed cheerleader from space. Sure. You can also. There's, a movie sure. about that. there's also a card called 50s aliens who dig Earth women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> earth women are easy. Yeah. to Rip off. Is, I like that actually. Right. That's and funny. then,
1: and then the one most uh, probably the most uh, borderline one that I'm that might get cut. You guys might not even hear this one. Axelrod rim thruster. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he man. rides a he rides a hog. If you know what I'm saying, that's gonna be my new uh. gamer tag. <laughs> Put a 420 on the end of that. Uh, yeah,
2: I remember when Meatloaf did that album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that's, you guys might have heard that last name or not. I don't know. Man, that's that's entertaining. So that's your uh, that's your uh, art team. Uh, oh boy,
0: uh, Lords of Vegas. Oh my god. <laughs> Lords of Vegas. uh, Dave, on a scale of one to ten, not using the number seven. How many (laughs) many meatloaf
2: albums? (laughs) How many many meatloaf albums would you
1: give Lords of Vegas? (laughs)
2: Well, now I have to leave that in. Otherwise, that joke doesn't make sense. Well,
1: if you feel bad about it, just bleep it. (laughs) It would be the first time I've been bleeped on one of our podcasts. (laughs) No, it would not. (laughs) At least you were quoting someone
2: last time. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and it was our 80s podcast.
0: It
3: wasn't even this one. Yeah, it wasn't it was even this podcast. one. Oh,
2: sorry. What was the question?
0: Dave, <laughs> Dave, on a scale of one to ten, not using number seven, how
2: many oh. meatloaf
0: albums would you give Lords of Vegas?
2: Uh, Lords of Vegas, uh, when it comes to trading games, luck games, all that, uh, I want to give this game a six. I, I had a lot of fun playing it, but when it comes to trading games, I just think there, there are other trading games that I had a lot more fun. There are other luck games I also had a lot more yeah. fun. Nothing wrong with it. Game totally works. I always have fun. If someone pulls it out, I will play it. Um, but I it is not up there in like top favorites. Got to play it all the time. Yep. Uh, Dan,
0: Lords of Vegas, uh, 1 to 10, not usually number 7. How many Meatloaf albums would I give Lords of Vegas? I'm going to say 6, too. I have no problem playing it. I think it's a good game. I think it's fun. Everything works. All the rules were there. <laughs> you know why? Mark didn't teach Mark it. I didn't have it. to teach anybody the rules. Somebody uh, else did it. But yeah, it's not of that genre. It is not the best game that you could play. But it is fun, so I will oh, yeah. always play it.
2: And it's been around forever. forever. Like I'm sure you can get Two cheap copies of it out there
1: now. Yeah, yeah. I yep. wonder if it's being printed anymore. But oh, well, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't if know. i do not there willing to, to lift that.
0: my phone to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, Lords of Vegas, 1 to 10, not using the number 7. How hmm. many meatloaf albums would you give
3: mm.
1: are these meatloaf albums like Bat Out of Hell or Bat Out of Hell <laughs> you know? 3 2 Bat Out of
2: Hell 2 Bat Bat to Heaven okay yeah um, Bat Street's Bat
1: alright <laughs> stupid you idiot <laughs> <laughs> that
2: joke might have been dumb but you
1: yeah, loved it <laughs> I did love it I mean I can't say I didn't love it but um, should have wrote that down yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't plan for all my moments <laughs> um this game's this is a little tough i you're gonna give it a seven no i would give it a this is a good seven for too me. too bad but doesn't exist. too bad here i'm gonna go a little higher i'm gonna oh. go with an eight because i find the trading less fun but i like the overall wrinkles that it adds to the trading game genre like uh really cool like just more randomized being able to sprawl and just kind of risk it and, <laughs> and hope See for the best happens. yeah it's fun um and then I do like the fact that you are working towards building, uh, victory points, but like money is not the victory point thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a little higher score. I liked it, I guess a little more. I guess bit that's more. fine. Yeah. I well, like, I'll I, allow that. I, I guess, guess if, that's if, if you were comparing and contrasting like Chinatown and Lords of Vegas, I would say like, yeah, Lords of Vegas is just more random. So I just like it as much for different yeah, reasons. It's oh, absolutely yeah. more random. <laughs> it's a uh, very, but yeah. very random.
0: Uh, The last game we played this week that we're going to talk about is a game that we purchased during recording
2: (laughs) (laughs) of the last
0: show. That's right. You purchased it during the talkic. Yeah, I started ignoring the talkic, and I was like, I better spend some money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I got these 12 bucks burning a hole in my bank account. Oh, my God.
0: What am I going to do with this? Uh, So Mark did an excellent, in episode 50, did an excellent talkic. One of the games he brought up was a game called Pit, made in the 1920s. And still in production. Yeah, but 100 year old game upgraded.
2: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> upgraded what we're going to do is, is now the most up to date, newest. <laughs> Board game review. Of any game.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've heard the people clamoring for our for our people thoughts said, on Pit. Why haven't they done Pit yet? <laughs> yeah. it's I... only,
2: we've only had a hundred years to play it.
1: I know. Here is the problem: is that it's. It, I mean, this game and I would say Catan are definitely the ones people are really screaming for us. They together. really yeah, are yeah. dying. for Oh, I get it. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we played Pit. Pit is uh, uh comes in a a small box and it comes with a bell like yeah like the, a dinner
2: service bell or like yeah. a bell at a i don't know an uh, old school like a hotel hotel yeah, yeah you we ring just, the
0: bell ding. yep and it comes in a box that is not um good quality <laughs> <laughs> the cardboard box itself is pretty chintzy i expect it to fall apart any day <laughs> like just breathing on it gets yeah. it just
1: wet enough to fall apart so this plays <laughs> three
0: to eight players and this is a trading game and. It is a trading game set collection, and that is—I've told you everything about it.
2: Yeah, except for how the trading works, because I've never played a game with trading that works like this works. So, so in this game, <laughs> you have
0: a set of different sets of nine cards, eight sets of nine cards, and they're going to be corn, coffee, sugar, whatever. So you, depending on how many players you have, like when we played, there was five, so you take out five sets of those, and they are all the same. So, you'll have one set of corn, one set of coffee, one set of whatever. Oranges. So that there's oranges. So sugar. Oranges, sugar. Uh, Barley. <laughs> soybeans. Uh, soy lent green. <laughs> so that there is five. So, there's one set for each person. Then you're going to mm-hmm. shuffle those together and you're going to deal all the cards out. And then you ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> and so, everybody just starts yelling. And the way a trade works is you have to trade sets of cards to other people so it's an even trade Mm -hmm. but they have to be set so if i have two oranges i'm just gonna say two and then somebody else will say
2: two and then i will also say two yeah but neither of us are allowed to convey what it is
0: we're trading we have to they have to be a set of the same cards (laughs) and they have to be two you can't rip anyone off has to be an even trade But who knows what you're going to (laughs) get? And from my experience trading with Dave, we just give each other the same exact cards
1: (laughs) back and forth. That's always my favorite is when you hand somebody like the same thing. And you're just like, like, come come on, dude. So you just keep trading like this. And it could be any number
0: one to four uh, cards traded. And then as soon as you get all nine of one card, you're going to ring the bell. And that ends the trading for the day. You score the points on the card. And then you play to 500, which is an unbelievable amount. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 250, they also recommend play to 250.
2: Because yeah, whenever you win, you win a set that gives you between what? Like 50 like and 75 points I think, I think
1: corn is worth 100. Corn is worth 100. Yeah. That's
0: but like you never, most. here's also I an inside tip. I thought was 75. You, well, one of them was worth 100. Okay. I don't think we played with it. But you never oh, look yeah. at the number. What you no, look I at know. is how <laughs> many of that card you have. And yeah. that is all you care about. And
3: then
2: you wildly start trading other things, and then you get handed... More of a different thing yeah. than what you were originally going for, and you go, I don't know, I guess I'll go. <laughs> for that. I, guess, I'll go for I guess
1: now's the time to make the switch. <laughs>
2: turns and then, out I wanted soybeans, not oranges. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, somebody rings the bell. Yep. And that is
0: how <laughs> the game went. <laughs> and you just keep score up to two fifty, and that is literally the game. And it sounds so
2: stupid, and it is so fun. Yeah, it, it is not fair how much fun it was for how dumb of a concept for how simple this game it was. Mm-hmm. So there is uh, a couple things you can add: the bull
0: card and the bear card. And it it just adds a little a little twist to the
2: game. So I would the, say it adds a kind of a big twist. To well, the game. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah, they were fun, but honestly, I preferred the vanilla game.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were both fun. I do like so the bear card. If you hand the bear card to somebody, and then somebody else goes out, whoever has the bear card loses twenty points. They, yep. They just <laughs> Yo, that's it. You it's just a bear lose market, twenty baby. points. Yeah. Yep. And then if you have the bull card and you went out, it's gonna give you either twenty points, or if you have all nine of a card it acts like a wild. So it gives you your ninth card or it can give you a 10th card. If it gives you the 10th card, you double your score. If it mm-hmm. just gives you the eighth card or the ninth card, you just get 20 extra points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. But if you, somebody else goes out and you have the bull card also worth Minus 20 points. So so it's just fun to stick that to somebody or it's it's funny to... It's The best part is when somebody gives it to you and you gave them their ninth (laughs) card. And they just ring the bell. Like, oh, that's that's a bummer. It's such a
1: cruel thing to do to somebody. (laughs) But the funny thing is
2: it's not like you truly planned it because... All you plan to do was give, give them two cards I'm just and hope interested, for the best. Yeah,
0: I'm just interested in getting this bear out of my hand. Oh yeah. You just happen to give me exactly what I need and thank you so much. Yep, yep. But it I mean, it's I've it's never so played fun. a
2: game where the trading was all blind. Like <laughs> like that's the fun wrinkle <laughs> yeah. about this game. Like normally you play a trading game and it's like I will give you X of this item for X of that item. But this game it's just two yeah, that's it. That's I, my two. information. I know two. that I'm
0: going to give get back the same amount of cards that mm-hmm, I give yeah. out, and that is all I. And know. I know that whatever you <laughs> that hand me it. will
2: all be the same, unless it's, you're playing with the bear variant, and then it might not. Yeah, be the then you
0: might get a bull or
1: a bear, yeah. which yeah. is sometimes it's, a bummer. It's pretty. It's it's really fun. My one complaint about it is that the longer the round goes on, like you'll see like multiple multiple people consolidate different yeah goods yeah, and then the trading becomes a lot more. Like, I would say hesitant. Uh, I'm so hesitant when I start hearing people
0: ask for one card. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One. one. Oh, no thank you.
3: (laughs) Unless I'm
2: close. The other interesting wrinkle, too, is like when you play the vanilla game, so everyone has the same number of cards in their hand. Yeah. And when you add the bull and the bear, that means two people have an extra card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that can be... A little annoying and frustrating for both the people that don't have an extra card and the person who does have an extra card. Yeah,
0: because you have to remember that you're only going for nine cards. Mm -hmm. You may have ten in your hand, but you're only going for a set of
2: nine. And so, like, sometimes that's confusing because you've got an excess... Item of some sort, yeah. and so you're sitting there because this game is very frantic, it, and so you're yeah, not chaotic. you're yeah. not really spending time like counting your cards or anything because you're you gotta get that next trade in. So I forget who did it. I know I did it at one. I point. did it
1: multiple times. I for, had
2: my nine cards, yep. and I'm sitting there yelling one, trying to trade this corner, whatever it was, because I thought I needed yeah. another card. you were never and gonna then, get that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else rings the bell, and I was like, ah, oh, dang it! And then you like look down and realize, oh no! Oh, I had nine. Like I had all <laughs> yeah. nine. But I had a stinking extra card.
1: And yeah, yeah. Nine, what made me so. love this
0: game is our very first hand, I get my nine cards and I go to hit the bell and literally Amber's hand like slides <laughs> under mine to hit the bell. I was like, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> and I get zero points for that. Yeah. Yep. I get zero points. Yep. She gets
2: points. It's just, it's a f- There's like no strategy to this game. You, I mean, maybe if you think about it a ton, there's a mild strategy, but mostly you're yelling the number of cards you want to get rid of. I could
1: picture there being like people who play this game to win. Oh, sure, and I'm sure like groups of people who are just like. There's I'm sure there is some hardcore negotiation going on. I definitely that's w- less frantic. I definitely more... want to play
0: this tomorrow too, because there'll be Oh yeah. will be all adults. Yeah. I don't know if Amber will play or not. But I, like I with with um Ray and Rick too. Like oh, playing yeah. this. I think it'll be fun. It'll be
1: I, a, it'll be a good time. Don't
0: need to play to five
1: hundred. I no, know that now. No, that's that's the other thing too. Don't play to five hundred. <laughs> that game was <laughs> never gonna end. Yeah, that game starts to be less fun significantly, like when somebody scores up to three hundred points. And then yeah. at that point, You're like, like, you've played so many hands that you're starting to like really feel aware of it.
2: That game was fun until we were roughly 250 to 300. And then I started to be like, okay, like I've played it. I I
0: guess you could take, you could pick and choose which crops you put in and make them the highest scoring ones. And that would probably speed the game Mm -hmm. up.
2: Uh, But like if you're playing with five or six people and it's going around with who wins, like you can end up playing five rounds and only one person's even at a hundred. And you've already played five full rounds. Well, no, like, because
0: you can pick, like, we played with ones that are, like, 45, 55, but there's ones that are, like, 180. Oh, no, I
2: get that entirely, but, like, with different people winning different sets, then you can end up just playing a ton of hands if you're generally evenly winning hands. It's still Mm -hmm. not going
0: to be a short game, but if you're playing with higher cards, like, hopefully you'll get there a little faster. A little quicker. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I will say for a 100-year-old game, shockingly held up, though. Yeah.
0: so It's so fun. I did not expect
2: to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah,
0: and it was, like 12 bucks yeah. and it's uh it was well worth it so uh mark tell us about uh pit it's 100 years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: pit was published uh you know what actually stay tuned i have a whole thing coming up about pit oh so, oh, really? so yeah. we should have done it last is what you're saying we did we did do it last we what talked,
2: Mark and I talked
0: about <laughs> yeah this. baby you're, I, not, you're not involved Ooh. I also tune out a lot yeah we I, I get it like <laughs> get when Dan that. and
1: I start yeah. hammering at each other it's usually sports related. we're talking so about football like, <laughs> you know what sport.
2: you were probably talking about football and then segued right into it and I was still tuned out <laughs> it was like it was like Tom Brady
0: Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers <laughs> hey let's do pit last Tom
2: Brady Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah we just
1: slid it right in there yeah. and
2: it was in the sandwich of those men <laughs> yeah and yeah <laughs> and Dave's just like Doo, do to do holding the microphone
1: <laughs> do, 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 <laughs>
0: checking levels don't I don't care what words are being
3: said.
1: <laughs> yeah, so hold on, hold All on. Right. We'll just pump your brakes. So, so let's I, let's rate Pitt.
0: Dan, uh, Pitt, one to ten. Not using the number seven. How many bears would I give? Bears are bad. Bears are bad. <laughs> yeah, bears bulls. Are How bad. many bulls would I give Pitt? I would give it eight. The rules are simple. I didn't screw oh, yeah. any of them up. <laughs> True. <laughs> and it's just fun. It's just stupid fun. You could teach this game to anybody. There's like five rules. Yeah. You could teach this game to anybody. You could take it with you easy. You don't need the bell. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't you don't have to play with the bell. It's a stupid fun game. I don't have yeah. any complaints. The bell made it better. <clears throat> the bell I'm, did make it I'm better. I'm not saying
2: it's necessary, but it did make it yeah, better. I'm
0: just saying travel wise, you can just carry it five deck uh, like a deck of cards with <laughs> <good>
1: <laughs> exactly uh
0: mark Pitt, one to one to ten not using number seven how many bowls would you give Pitt?
1: i'm gonna give this game a pretty solid eight like yeah. you said I, I mean you guys haven't said anything that i have to add to it's totally fun uh i'm kind of curious like if you have somebody in your uh, board game group who's like really reserved would this bring out the demon
0: yeah if they're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> three
1: three three no, no, because I think or can. they're
2: just like slapping the table, <laughs>
0: yeah. waving
1: three
2: cards in the air. Well, and that's the thing when you're like three, three, and then two other people like three, and then they trade with
1: each other. Yeah, and you're oh, like out of it.
2: What? What am
0: I? Ooh, nothing? <laughs> oh, it just
1: makes me so mad. Yeah.
0: They do. You put your hands out, and they trade their cards underneath yeah. your hand, <laughs> which like,
1: I, no. which I think happened to you specifically, Dave. It happened to me. <laughs> it it happened, happened to Dave. Dave Can- me. Candy and I or were Candy, doing yeah. it between <laughs> Dave. I'm
2: no, just sitting like, come on. Well, a lot of the time, <laughs> yeah.
1: Dave would
0: just give me the cards I'm trading away, so I'm like, I can't trade with Dave <laughs> anymore. We
2: did that an exorbitant oh my amount gosh. of times, and it'd yeah.
0: be like four cards, like four, like I'll give him four
1: oranges, he gives me four oranges back. Like, how could <laughs> that be? Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. You see, like somebody shifted their hand like four yeah <laughs> four now how
0: about four now uh dave pitt one to ten not using the number seven how many bowls would you give pitt
2: yeah i'm on the eight train i i think it was a solid game shockingly good for being 100 years old <laughs> um i do actually appreciate and will give a bonus for its simplicity because as much as it is so easy to learn it was a ton of fun but honestly i will say again like i prefer it vanilla over the additional things that were added in what like the 50s or something yeah i think, they were I, think added. I think the the bull, bull and the bear
1: market i think that's another reason why the game tends to take a little longer because everyone's losing points yeah, yeah that didn't yeah. help yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i think amber was like <laughs> she got down zero. to like 40 points yeah. or
1: yeah <laughs> that's yeah, a bummer all right, that's the game. That's, so that's it. it everybody we did go it. home. Hey. All right, bye guys. Bye. Thanks we've so much for it. tuning in for another episode of So what
0: we're going to finish the show with today is we're going to do like we do every week, the talkic. So in the topic, Dave and I extensively research something then we give it to Mark to read. Mm-hmm. And he just reads verbatim the things we have painstakingly uh-huh. yeah, written yeah. out for him. Yeah. We work we quit our jobs. Uh-huh. This is all, all we, we do, do now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot Mark of fun. Mark does all this and Dave and I we are we also just, here. Yeah, we
2: belittle and make fun of his hard work. <laughs>
0: what we do is we find the one question he doesn't have an answer mm-hmm. to, it's and usually, we
1: draw it out immediately. It's, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's usually pretty quick. Um, so before we get started with our topic tonight, mm-hmm. I have a little surprise for you, gentlemen. Oh, go uh, on. Is have, it a
2: bag? Can I reach into a bag? No, pull there's out? no bag. Oh. I, do
1: ha- I do have a very special game planned for both of you. Ooh. Oh, good. I love a game. Yeah. It's no, called, I hate games. It's called... <laughs> This game is the pits. Okay. All right. (laughs) Because of pit. Yeah. Because of pit. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope
2: this is just going to be entirely trivia questions about that movie Holes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> god what a deep pet. i hope it's just questions about sarlacc pits
2: <laughs> i'm done with that too all right
1: so <laughs> how long is this game going to digest for Was <laughs> <laughs> it 900 years something like that? could something this like that. could this kill boba
3: fett
1: <laughs> <laughs> turns out no nothing no kills boba no fett. nothing kills him all right so the way this is going to work is i'm going to read you a term from uh the player's lexicon of pit Right. Okay. So uh, this will be a term involving the game pit. And you're going to give me what you think involving, is the best like the game we just played. De- yep. Yep. Okay. Like, I feel like we knew the rules. There's, there's a, no, 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 this, this is, is a sp- whole separate vocabulary for things that oh, happen during Lord. the course of a game of pit. Oh, okay. Right. And so we'll go one, we'll go person by person. Uh, whoever's closest, I'll just give arbitrarily a point to. Okay. That's <laughs> fair. So if you're very complimentary, I'll hand you out a point. Oh, <laughs> all right, Dave, what does it mean in a game of pit if you're chasing the bear?
2: Uh usually that's whenever I like run to my car too fast and then you run after me. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop walking so fast. My tiny little legs can't yeah, keep up. It's, it's, I believe that's what that's <laughs> called, chasing the bear. Chasing the bear. So, <laughs> um, I assume that would be you're trying to lose on purpose.
1: Ooh. Okay. Or maybe
2: you're trying to like hold on to one or two things so that nobody
1: else can get them. Interesting. All right, you're not right, Dan. Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to attempt to steal? Uh, I guess. I think chasing the bear
0: is this with expansion. Yes. Okay. So I think chasing the bear is when you're trying to uh, hold the bear right until before you go out, and then that's your last
1: trade. Ooh, very close. So neither one of you got it right. Uh, oh, chasing gosh. the bear. <laughs> I'm so surprised. Chasing the bear is when one attempts to follow the progress of the bear after trading it away by oh watching God, the following how? trades. Oh,
2: man, because you have no idea what someone's trading. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how i did not do that i could only keep track of the bear like two trades like i know i hand it to somebody and i don't trade with that person again
3: (laughs) well i
2: don't trade that person again for at least one trade yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then i'll go back i don't care yeah
0: i give them the bear
1: and they go two and i go i don't think so (laughs) i remember at one point i knew that you i i handed you the bear yeah you handed amber the bear and then i completely forgot that amber handed the bear and my next trade was with amber and then i got the bear (laughs)
2: dang it
1: so that that is chasing the bear People are smart, much smarter than us, is what I immediately realized. Chasing the bear, that's rough. Yeah. All right, Dan. Okay. If you're going for a hayride, <laughs> what does that mean? You're trying to collect all the wheat. No. No. Dave Close, was like, but no. I, I could picture, I could see why you would think that. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah,
2: unfortunately, that was my guess too. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first thought was like, I guess. Uh, let's see. So it's not that. It's not that. It's I gave not you that. A, an inside hint. It ain't that. All right, so you're chasing the hay? No, the last one's chasing the bear. Trying to collect the hay? Taking a hayride, right?
1: Yep, going for a hayride. Going for a hayride. Is going
2: for a hayride when you trade to someone else, and then they trade you all of the wheat.
1: Mm, Not quite. Okay, here's what I'll say. Going for a hayride (laughs) is when when a player attempts to pick up all of a commodity that he or she has little of... Because they have seen enough traded that they think they know where it all could be. Oh my god! Oh, you're How just jumping
2: possible? on the the hay wagon. Yeah. If you will. Like if I
1: know for a fact that I handed you three oranges, and I know for a fact that I just gave Dan three oranges. You like now maybe located. Maybe I know of kind of like idea where all the oranges are. So I don't know. Wasn't initially that. going for oranges, but yeah.
2: Much more strategy
1: than I've ever. Here's in my this strategy: game. two, yep, two,
2: <laughs> four.
1: Right. So. All right, these ones are a little easier. I gave you both hard ones to start. Oh, good. Dave. Well, we've done so well so far. What does it mean when you have a corner on the cob?
2: Uh, uh, I assume uh, it means you have all the corn.
1: Yeah. Yep. You've cornered the corn market. Yeah. yeah. Well that, done.
2: That would make sense to me. One checks. <laughs> like, I feel like I should feel smart for getting that, but then it seemed very easy.
1: Yeah. that's an, That was an easy one, I think. I'll give you a point for that. Good yes. job,
2: Dave. Uh, I got a point. Uh, I got a point. All right, <laughs> <I guess laughs> Dan.
1: I guess in my face. I don't know. If yes. you're trying to slip them the bear... What oh, does that mean? I'm trying, to, I'm
0: trying to pass someone the bear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, when one trades away the bear, usually just before the game ends. You know,
0: if we're being honest, <laughs> I was actually a little afraid that Mark was like, these are easy. And then he gives me one. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> like, oh, no.
2: I do like the term trying to slip you the oh, bear. Yeah, slip them the, bear. To slip
1: him the oh, bear. I want to slip you the bear. All right, Dave, B- what's spaghetti? the granary?
2: The granary? What's the granary? I would assume the granary is the player that is holding all of the wheat.
1: Ooh, ah, not yeah, quite. The <laughs> not quite. Come Uh-oh. to me for your bread. Here's days. what I will say The Granary is not player specific. Oh. I don't understand that. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> there's not like there's a bank in this
1: question there no. in this game. The Granary. Dan, we want to take a guess? What is it called again? The Granary. No, Wouldn't wh- it be the Granary? The Granary. Nope, the Granary. Is it your grandmother's yes. house? Yes. There's grannies there. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
0: it's my granny's place. <laughs> it's on your house. granny. The
1: Granary is not player specific, he says. Nope, not player specific. That everyone has a granary. Oh, that is what everybody is trying to collect. Uh, that is a player's hand. Oh, okay. Why yeah.
2: would you call it the? Because what if I'm collecting soybeans? Because these
1: guys are no, these guys are like real super pit sharks. You know, they got are they? they got logo, they got lingo for everything. Oh,
2: sure. Okay. <laughs>
3: Will
1: all they right, Dan, trade me too? What's that? Will they trade me too? It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> all depends on what it is, baby. All right, so Dan, yes, if you are getting flaxed. <laughs> what does that mean? If I'm getting flaxed. If you're getting
0: flaxed. It <laughs> means I'm a regular. <laughs> if I am getting flaxed. Uh-huh.
2: That squatty potty's getting used. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Getting flaxed. Somebody, good guess. I, I have a guess. Somebody is trading me
1: all the... Wheat. That's pretty close.
2: I that was gonna be my guess. Okay. If someone's handing me a pile of wheat. I'm getting yeah. flaxed. So getting flaxed. Or it's like everyone keeps handing me the wheat. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Dave, you're more correct than Dan was. <laughs> getting flaxed is inadvertently acquiring an abundance of flax, the commodity with the lowest value. Oh, oh I didn't realize it was the lowest value. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. What's flaxing out, Dave?
2: Uh, Is that when you uh, ring the bell when you have all of of the That is correct. Yeah, Yeah, you are cornering the
1: market on flax. Bam, flaxed (laughs) out. Flaxing out. All right, and our final super special term. Yeah. Dan, what's a bear trap?
3: (laughs) I know what I want to say. Well... Me on a Friday night. (laughs) Well, I mean, here you both are. (laughs) That's all I'm saying about that. A
2: bear trap. What's a bear trap? Step one, put out some microphones. (laughs) A
0: bear trap is when you are trying to acquire the bear.
2: Although,
1: why would you want to do that? Why would you want to? Here's what I will say. I specifically bear trapped you. Oh, when you. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know exactly what this is. I personally I, bear I trapped do it? you. Can yeah, I yeah, go ahead?
2: It is when you give someone the bear and they hand you what you need for the win.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Boom, yep. baby. that is it. That is that is our game. Yeah. This game is the pitch. That is a bummer. that yeah. is. A, that is uh... I did get bear trapped. Dude,
2: the best part of that was I watched <laughs> it happen because Mark. So you guys were sitting across the table from each other. So you did the trade over the bell, and so Mark, on his way back from the trade, glances <laughs> yeah, right the- <laughs> at the cards and then rings the bell. Yeah. <laughs> I had just flipped it over to look at the
0: bear the bear and i heard the bell ring and i just like lifted <laughs> my eyes
2: up like, like, what just marks buried it, in grin yeah yeah what? that is that is the bear trap
0: oh, that's so. a, the bear trap is good yeah I don't, I don't know that i'll ever use any of these terms <laughs> <laughs>
1: flaxen out maybe yeah Flaxing out maybe flax
2: out baby oh yeah
1: i'm gonna use some of them tomorrow oh, i really went for a hayride on that oh, last I round trying, i was trying to give you the bear trap <laughs> Yeah, all right. So anyway, that segues really nicely into our super special topic tonight. That's where, a fun game, Mark. Thanks. Yeah, fun. thanks. I, well, it was just a, a little thing I picked up. We're excellent a, at it. Doing yeah. this research for this Two. really... Here's the deal, right, about the topics. We've had heroes of board game history. Mm-hmm. We've had bad guys of board game history. Yeah,
2: too many, in my opinion. A lot. There's a lot of I bad guys of so board game many. history. Tonight I'm sure more are coming.
1: It's going to be the first time we ever talk about a total weirdo of board game history.
2: Uh, that's actually surprising. I feel like there will yeah. be more of us. I mean them.
1: <laughs> I mean others. And a little topic that I'm going to be calling, oh yeah, you know it's a bull market, all right? Colon. Colon, colon weirdos talking. board game <laughs> colon, colon the topic. Colon, colon a trading game. All right. So our story starts tonight in 1848. Chicago, Illinois. Oh. Windy Illinois. city. I Illinois. Heard Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I said it again in your face, Dave.
2: In my face, I guess.
1: Uh, windy city. Yeah. City of big shoulders. Yep. Beautiful place. Never been, want to. Anyway. Good hot dogs, I hear. Oh, no, yeah. They put yeah. tomatoes on them. I know. <laughs> Weird. You were like so noncommittal about that derision. You were like, they put tomatoes. Deep dish, like, right, deep, dish, oh, deep, dish deep, deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza. I like pizza. I have to eat with a fork. I like exactly. pizza. <laughs> period. That is yeah. the end of my sentence. So, deep dish is just more pizza. Yeah, I like. I like a deep dish. So Chicago, just because of its like proximity to the Great Lakes and the Mississippi uh, River, mm-hmm. it was a huge trading hub like, yeah. back in the day. Um, so much so that the Chicago Board of Trading was founded and almost immediately began to influence the American economy, right? Makes sense. Uh, the Chicago Board of Trading was founded, right? And you have this huge trading economy that springs up along Chicago. Yeah, people uh, yelling, two. Plans.
0: I got two. Pork yeah. belly futures.
2: <laughs> so I assume this. I assume the stock market is where people yell non-discriminate numbers. Yeah, they have a then, deck huh? of cards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> except yep. it's a deck of stocks yeah. and papers paper stocks <laughs> they're trying them. to corner they're trying to flax out
1: <laughs> <laughs> well Dan it's so funny that you bring up futures because oh, good. the CBOT was the first trading entity that ever allowed the trading of futures Oh, man. And it was all because of how much agricultural product that they were moving in and out of Chicago. It's all downhill from there. It's all downhill from there. And I feel like you you can sell things and you don't even have to you have don't them. don't even have to have them. <laughs>
2: yeah. I might have them in the future. I feel like I wanted them to come up with an acronym you could say, though. Like Chabot.
1: Seabot? <laughs> bot that,
2: that is a uh, Jewish holiday. Shabbat, the
0: oh. Shabbat Shalom. Yeah, we don't trade on Sundays. On Saturdays, <laughs> well,
2: obviously, and we
1: never trade pork phone futures. On I don't answer. I don't roll. I don't, a... and I certainly don't trade on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't trade pork futures. It's not yeah. kosher. That's right. So uh, it wasn't until 1930 that uh, the Cbot had found its permanent home in Chicago, but in the meantime, almost all of that trading in Chicago happened in these open outcry trading spaces. Awesome. Outdoor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were like in buildings, but they were totally open. Like, oh, okay. if you were trading, you could just walk up to this, like a this barn area. with a roof on it. What do you push the button? Do you
2: want a tissue? There's a, a tissue.
1: The I'm okay. I don't think I need a tissue. I'm do not, you want a tissue? I just have like this post-nasal drip. It totally sucks. He's got a he's got a phlegm up. Got a mucus daddy. Nope. They were actually like in a really nice part of town. Like they're in like a trading hall. It's just a big building. The actual the C-bot hq that they chibata. built chibata like was, hq it looks beautiful chibata like it's, HQ. it's really nice so it's not like super big like wall street because it's kind of confined to like a one or two buildings from oh, what okay. i understand but what they did have were these things that were called pits right yeah so this is where pit got its name eventually yeah okay. gladiators You're not far off. Actually, three hundred men enter, right?
2: Three hundred leave, but some of them are poor and some of them are richer. Everybody goes home. Everybody goes home. (laughs) Everyone, everyone
1: everyone's fine. Yeah, less money sometimes. It's really cool because these pits were like octagon shaped, right? Okay, and they were raised up off of the ground, like the UFC. Yep. So you would walk (laughs) up a flight of stairs, and there you would look down and like this amphitheater type looking thing into the pit into the pit yeah. and then there were stairs down so you could like either trade from the top or you could go down into the pits you don't want to go into the pit yeah you don't you do want to go you into the do. That's, <laughs> that's where, where the, the that's, action is that's where the best deals are i yeah. don't know
2: but the thing from the pits down there and he wears faces yeah <laughs> very good dave <laughs> that was a spartacus reference
1: <laughs> yep he does was.
2: auto decapitate
1: uh, <laughs> always be decap- A-B-D. Always, always be, be decapitating. Decap- decap- decap-
2: <laughs> That would make this, this game and this
1: story very different. For sure. That's what I will <laughs> say. was the day, he decapitates has <laughs> This game has a really disheartening amount of decapitations in it, yeah. which is zero. If only
0: there was
3: more decapitation.
1: <laughs> that was like kind of where you would go to do all of your trading. I found out this really interesting thing. It doesn't have much to do with our subject, but there were codified ways of communicating what you want to trade with people. I mean, a trade that you make here would theoretically be legally binding yeah. because you're selling futures. Sure. So you have to have a way to communicate with other people.
2: Was it to yell to? Yeah, that's it how was. I traded. It. It's legally binding. <laughs> I,
1: can, I can tell you. I can tell you. This is like a direct quote from the article I read. And this is in the 1800s? This is in the 1800s. Yikes. Pretty sophisticated, right? So this <laughs> is all so that traders didn't misunderstand what was being sold. So this is a quote. This is generally done by using a physical representation of a trader's intentions with his hands. If a trader wants to buy 10 contracts at a a price of 8, for example, in the pit he would yell 8 for 10, stating price before quantity, and turn his palm inward toward his face. Saying he wants to buy. He wants to buy. He'd put his index finger to his forehead, (laughs) denoting 10. But if he were only buying one, he would put his index finger on his chinny-chin-chin chin, <laughs> like that. And if he wanted two, two fingers right up the nostrils. Yeah, right there. Right there.
2: And uh, four a finger in each ear. Yep. And then if you want mm-hmm. four for ten, it's a finger in each ear while you wave the rest of your fingers. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Like yeah. a bullwinkle yeah. yeah. Like style. <laughs> Exactly. One finger,
0: fingers in the nostrils, fingers in the
1: ears, <laughs> two in the eyeballs. <laughs> uh, however, if you were uh, wanting to sell... Like the way you would do that is you would base it would you would just yell five for eight or five at eight. Yeah. And then you would just show the quantity with your hands. How are you face. denoting what you're selling? That's they don't the, need that's to know. The that. Challenge, right? None of
0: your that. business. It's <laughs> not important. It's none of your business. What you it don't, is? Yeah, I mean, you're just gonna flip it. What do you care? Someone's about to get flax. Well, Dan, I would, li- <laughs> I would like
1: to, I would like to congratulate you for finding out the thing I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you told
0: I, me how did how they sell a quantity, but not what not quantity what it of is. One. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I'm assuming that each pit would have its own commodities. Oh, there's multiple pits. Yeah, there's like a bunch of pits. Like this, mm. the picture that I saw, which I'll put in the show notes. That's really cool. There was at least three. Okay. In like the one little area. Well, they only sold three commodities:
2: <laughs> soybeans, <laughs> soybeans, pork futures, <laughs> pork futures, and, flax.
0: and, and flax. flax. Okay, always oh, flaxing
1: flax out, baby. Flax is the worst.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I love bread. Or is it the best? <laughs>
1: uh, so, like I said earlier, it was these pits that would go on to inspire uh, the the subject of our topic tonight: an American eccentric and one of the most influential men of his time, Edgar Casey. Have you guys ever heard of Edgar Casey? No. No. Okay. You might not have heard of him, but you've, you're definitely familiar with his work as well. Is, what is I would it say. Pitt? Because I am familiar. Yeah, made I played it. <laughs> 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 so Casey was born on March 18th, 1877, nearly oh. 30 years after the Seabot was founded in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, he was one of six children born to uh, a pair of Kentucky farmers. Uh, Edgar, from a very young age, was known as a very strange child. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see like a kid who just you mm-hmm. know is weird? Yes, that's Edgar. Also, case adults. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see myself
2: in the mirror every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he spent like all of his early days kind of just frolicking on the farm that he lived on, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> communicating a lot with people that only he could see. Oh. Uh, Okay, this seems less funny, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Seems less funny and more mental ill, yeah. Right? So, uh, these incorporeal forms that Edgar was, um, seeing it was a little different because um, most kids have like imaginary friends, I would say. I like, I didn't, but I was also, um, I do depressed at a young age, too. So. <laughs> there was no frolicking for There's, we there little was no, I had a,
0: an invisible friend named Depression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he sat on my chest every day. <laughs> he, was
2: there. he was there
1: always. Always. He was always
2: there for me. Making me cry out of my own
1: eyes. <laughs> yeah. But what made Edgar kind of, like, different than most children is that was when he came up to his parents one day and said that he had seen his grandfather along the banks of the creek that ran by their house, right? which would have been not unusual for most kids at that time uh, if his grandfather hadn't died some years before he was born. Oh, no. Yeah, so it was very strange. Ghost Grampy was on the crick. Ghost Grampy. And he did tell uh, his father, who I can't imagine was the type of man to really take this news very well. I feel like 1800s farmers were pretty nonsense. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You know, that's a real judgment you've made, Dan. What if his father was, like, the most nurturing man ever? He wasn't. (laughs) You know what, Give me this for
3: two seconds.
1: <laughs> All right, Dave, you know what? You have a good point. I'm sure that uh, uh, Daddy Casey was quite yeah. Casey, quite an understanding man. So loving. Dad, but also he wasn't. He wasn't. But also, no. <laughs> he basically told his father, like, if he concentrated, he could look directly through his grandfather. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> that, that makes sense, mm, actually. Yeah. And the implication yep. the implication <laughs> was is that, yes, he was seeing his dead grandfather's ghost on the farm. By the time that Edgar was 10... He was brought to church, and he became absolutely obsessed with the Christian Bible. Oh, What were you guys reading when you were 10? Not the Christian Bible. Also, also the Christian Bible. <laughs> See? <actually>. See? <laughs> 10 comic books, for sure. Ninja, yeah. Ninja Turtles yep. business. I mean, I was reading probably like Goosebumps and stuff. Um, yeah I
2: think at that age, I was probably busting through all 56 Hardy Boys books.
1: Oh, yeah. You've got a clue.
2: I, yeah. I do. <laughs> Frank and Chet, and yeah, it was good stuff. Are those those kids' names? Uh, Chet was their best friend, and Chet in every single Is book this what had you a wanted? hobby. <laughs> And I regret it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to tell you no matter what. It's not
1: about Star Trek. Shut up. That's true. <laughs> All right. You know what?
2: Dave's branching
3: out. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take uh, it.
2: But yeah, uh, they. what you realize very quickly is that there's only actually like two plot lines to every single Hardy Boys book. Uh-huh. And Chet has a different hobby in every book. And his hobby always helps them both solve the crime and get out of some scrape they're in. Well,
3: that's
0: nice. Wow, double Chet's, duty. Chet's, Chet's a Chet's good useful. utilitarian friend. Turns out it should have been The Adventures <laughs> the Chet of Chet the Chet, Chet was the best character in the books. Uh, mm-hmm. They had
2: girlfriends, I don't remember the names, but I do remember they bought a Veronica. they bought a uh, yacht and it was the first time I had seen the word yacht, mm-hmm. had asked my mom what a yacht it was and was corrected that it is a yacht. Well, oh. these two oh, little kids bought a yacht? Uh, I mean, their dad is a famous detective, they're not port. And they also saw Still cases feel like they, they couldn't paid. afford a yacht. <laughs> uh, and they named it Sleuth. Sleuth? Yeah, that oh. is the name of their yacht.
1: The Sleuth Sloop. <laughs>
2: Those books are also where I learned the word pneumonia. So, you know, I learned what's, a lot. What's that mean? That's pneumonia.
1: Cooking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. on pahonics, <laughs> working for me. Very good. I, I was like, what is that word? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not familiar with no, that. No, I bought that totally. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah. I would ask my mom many words, and she would first laugh. At <laughs>
1: That's probably what I would do, too. Well,
2: like, if you've never seen that and heard that word together, like, why wouldn't you
1: think why that word would was panomony? Right? Like
0: like a Kentucky farmer, she did not nurture you. <laughs> she mocked you first. It's important that he
1: learns the truth.
2: Step one, laugh in my child's
1: face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh, ch- the chest poke is optional, but I do recommend it. You definitely want a point. <laughs> so, uh, by the time he was 12, Edgar had completed a, a dozen readings of the Old and New Testaments. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he loved it. Loved over two the, years, ooh, this dude ooh, made a dozen readings. Just reading. crushing the Bible yeah. over and
0: over and over. Reading it to Pappy, Pappy John out ooh, on old the farm. Pappy, old Papa K <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: oh, Papa so, Casey. Oh, Papa
2: Casey, Yeah, see right through you. Grandpa Van Winkle Casey. Just sitting
1: down <laughs> <out> there. <laughs> so in May of 1889, when Edgar was out off by himself like being weird, <laughs> 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 it, 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 yep. he was visited by what he said was a beautiful woman with wings. Yeah. While I,
2: I got to say, step up. Yeah. Yeah. Step up from old bats. Yeah, if we went from old bones Casey to
1: beautiful woman with wings. Still by the crick, though. Right?
2: I mean, we can only step up so far. So he
1: was just (laughs) chilling out in his little hut that he'd made out by the woods because, again, he's a weird kid. Yeah. He's reading the Bible, studying, and he was visited by this beautiful woman with wings, right? Oh, man.
0: Was she trading pork (laughs) futures?
1: Nope. She was, he totally terrified him. Didn't know what to make of it, right? Right. Scared of women? Scared of women. That seems like a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a bummer. So he was uh, almost bolted and ran. But apparently she said, hey, all of your prayers will be answered if you only tell me what you want to do with your life. Whoa. Right? What a deal. Blank check from possibly an angel, question <laughs> yeah. mark. Dang. What uh, a good deal. I know. <laughs> well was
2: that check when I was a
0: kid?
3: I yeah. know.
1: Oh, I want to be rich now. <laughs> 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 so K- Edgar said the only thing he really wanted to do with his life was to help mankind, especially sick children. Yeah. I right. want to
0: start a website that sells books, then eventually
2: go to space while wearing a stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos is actually two hundred 170, <laughs> 130 years old. It's
1: very, it's yeah. Super depressing. I mean, he'll live that long, but yeah. yeah. He will
2: because he can
0: stuff his body with money, <laughs> run off of
1: Bitcoin. The, the woman with the wings said, You know what? Let's make it happen. Dang. She said, Done. Uh, and it was from that moment on that Casey decided that he was going to become a missionary. Hmm. Like he was going to devote his life to the good works. Ain't that the way? Yep. An angel comes down, and now you're a missionary. This is only, this is like by far the least weird thing that happens in the story. <laughs> by the way, what a crazy hayride
2: this story is going to be. Yeah, yeah, you're going
1: for a hayride. All right, can't wait till someone slips him the bull. <laughs> so while Casey was obviously skilled in letters and reading, uh, he was a notoriously bad student in his class. Right. Um, the day after his encounter with this winged woman uh, was a particularly really bad day for him. So Edgar was sent home with uh, a note from his teacher who was very critical of his performance during the spelling test.
2: So <laughs> the <Yeah. a> story <laughs> of my life right there. You've played word games with me. Yeah, right?
1: I've, I've tried to read your text message. <laughs> so when Edgar hands his note to Daddy Casey, oh, no. Daddy Casey's like, all right, sit on this chair. We're going to go over this over and over and over until you get it right. Dang. He should have prayed for better spelling.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a dictionary, please. Yeah. <laughs> just a dictionary. Just a I feel dictionary. like this is
1: going to be immediately important to me. <laughs> I'll be fine. So the two of them sat for hours just like working on spelling. And Casey just never got any better at no, it. Right. Man. I feel for this guy right now, like
2: very on a personal level. <laughs> I feel for him. <laughs>
1: Now, his dad was so tired and exasperated and short-tempered with him that finally he just lashed out and he hit Casey so hard, it knocked the boy out of his chair. Oh, no. He fell, hit his head, and this he- This is the type of people you're sticking up for, Dave.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the end of Mark's <laughs> sentence is about to be, he fell, he hit his head, and he was better ever since. <laughs>
1: that no. is always
2: how these stories end. No, the Thank way, you, Papa. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Dad. I really needed that.
2: (laughs)
0: You sure did put me in my place.
2: I could spell anything. (laughs) And that is today's talking.
1: (laughs) Yep. That's the end of the story. That's incredible. No. So while he was laying on the floor, Edgar, (laughs) after he clocks his head,
0: he's putting himself back together.
1: (laughs) He heard the voice of the winged woman in his head. Uh She said, she told him that if he just slept a little, they would be able to help him.
2: If there's one thing you Hello. should do
1: when you have a concussion, yeah, you definitely go right to sleep. <laughs> immediately go right to sleep. I, no.
2: I now, for the first time, question the wisdom of the imaginary people in his
0: head. It's like they don't know about brain swelling. <laughs> so, it's like
2: they have the same base of knowledge he does.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is very little. <laughs> brain that's (laughs) b-r-a-y-n yeah with a y yeah yeah, yeah. and an e
2: silent e (laughs) no that's brian
1: (laughs) that's brian your brother idiot (laughs) as edgar dragged himself off the floor he like (laughs) put it he said he put himself back in his chair And he said he literally begged his father for a break. He's like, I just need a break. Uh, His dad, I guess, uh, said, yeah, you know what? Maybe I need to take a break, too, too. (laughs) (laughs) considering that I literally just abused my child. But I'm sure in like 1880s, this was not a thing that was like that was not his first time. No, no.
2: No. he could have abused his wife, too. Would have been (laughs) fine.
1: (laughs) That whole family's getting whipped. Yeah. So Edgar put his head down on his book and went to sleep. Just oh, took a nap. Absorbed it. Exactly not what you want to do. learned through osmosis. <laughs> oh, man, I wish that worked. <laughs> yeah, right? It would be so great. When his father returned to quiz him, uh, Edgar was able to spell every word correctly once he oh, woke up. Oh, man, the angels got him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, he was also able to recite entire passages of the book from memory. Oh man, his dad knocked his brain straight.
2: <laughs> I believe I called this. I said his dad fixed him.
1: <laughs> oh, he fixed him. All right, he fixed him. What uh, a loving father. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's a he's a real go getter.
1: So he goes back to school the next day and he aces the spelling test oh, that he'd boom. failed the day before. Now he's a cheater, right? And Edgar begins to absorb all of his school books this Uh way. So, whenever he's got to study for something, he (laughs) goes, he takes a nap on top of his book.
3: (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Yes, Dave. And he absorbs the information, right? He goes to bed. Have you tried
2: it though, Dave? Have you tried it? No. Yep. (laughs) It feels like it'd be uncomfortable. Tonight, (laughs) I'm going to go to sleep on a rule book. (laughs) Just see if it works. See if it works. (laughs) Tonight, (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to go to sleep on my cell phone and know all the internet.
1: So he would go to sleep and when he woke up, he would have all of that book's entire information accessible in his his brain. That's great. Within three years, Edgar had gone from the worst student in his class to what his teacher called, quote, the most gifted child I ever taught. Whoa.
2: (laughs) I have a serious...
1: Question. Okay.
2: Do you think that maybe his dad sort of was a wake up call that if I don't study real hard, I'm going to get another whooping?
1: No, Dave, he didn't. And he read just the started
2: book. studying real hard no, so absorbed that he wouldn't it. get beat again. No, I
1: think he made a contract with an angel, Dave. Yeah. From what, I've <laughs> learned, from what I learned from
2: this story, he made a deal, but yeah. with an angel. But with an angel. I have a question. Did he change his name later after he, I don't know, picked up two golden slabs with new writing on it and then he translated it out of a hat no (laughs) no, sir
1: no sir this is not a secret mormon episode okay i I was kind of feeling we were heading there no 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 this is time to get converted i i will say i'm playing all of this totally straight (laughs) this is this is what yeah anyway we'll continue all right it wasn't the only really weird thing that had ever happened to him right so one day during class like they're all outside playing enjoying their recess edgar suffered a spinal injury after being hit by a ball oh when he Lord. got hit by a ball in the back in the of his spine? neck, right yeah right on right on the back of his neck yeah. right here at the base mm-hmm. i hope and that it... didn't
2: undo all his dad's hard work
1: <laughs> right <laughs> so from what i understand he might have blacked out for a couple minutes okay good they and said when go he to sleep will be fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> when he got up he was acting very bizarrely like it didn't go into any like explanation as to what that was yeah but it was definitely enough that they sent him home. Like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what happened last time. Last time he I got sent home. I can't
0: wait till the angel tells him to just sleep on
1: a ball and you'll become <laughs> an excellent athlete. So he gets home and all like the family's very concerned and they're like, You need to go rest. Like just lay down. Don't and, call the doctor. You're bad. Don't you'll be fine. We can't afford to talk. Right to sleep. We're poor farmers from consumption. We're lima bean
2: farmers. <laughs> Should've gotten that flax game, baby. Should have yeah. gotten
1: flax. <laughs> I mean flax is better than nothing. <laughs> And so he falls asleep, and while that's the end of the story, story. (laughs) while he's sleeping, his family is brought to his bedside because he's speaking out loud, right? Okay. And his family listens, and what he's doing is he's giving them a recipe for a concoction, Uh oh, right? And while he's dead asleep, and the family puts the recipe together, applies it to where he was hit with the ball because it's like all bruised and everything. Okay. And when he woke up, totally back to normal. All better. Where did they
2: find Eye of Newt at that hour?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dave, everyone has it on hand. It's just part of Back then, it was so just everywhere. (laughs) It's just part of like a really well stocked first aid kit. Yeah, you you couldn't go outside without tripping over some Eye of Newt. (laughs) (laughs) So, a very weird childhood. Like a bomb they put applied to him? Yeah, it was like a tincture that I believe they made. And they just rubbed it on it. They just rubbed it on the back of his neck, woke up, totally fine. Good. And then
2: they sold it later. It was mostly mint and aloe
1: vera. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they just invented Vic's vapor rub. Ooh, delicious.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I could I breathe so good. <laughs> so in December of ninety, uh, sorry, of eighteen ninety-three, the Casey's 1983 left. Nineteen eighty-three would have been way different. Nineteen
2: eighty-three yeah. would have been way different.
1: Also, this dude's real old. So old. The Casey's left their hometown and moved to the city of Hopkinsville, Kentucky, uh, where he, where Edgar basically attended school until he was in the eighth grade. They're done Oh, farming?
2: Hopkinsville.
1: Hopkinsville. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I. Uh, just- well, say, yeah, you Jerk. <laughs> yes, I got two looks just, like just, a. <laughs> to shared a look is like Did Dave live there. I don't oh know. yeah. <laughs> Kentucky? Real G Hopkinsville Kentucky. <laughs> so we really chased a bear on that one. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went for a real hayride on that one. <laughs> so he only attended school until the eighth grade because his family couldn't afford to send him to school for much longer than that. Like life was different back they then. I needed him to work. You were meant to be a farmhand. That is correct. Um, so congratulations
2: he dropped... on being forced to exist. Now be a farmhand. <laughs> now,
1: if you sleep on the farm, you'll just learn how to be a good farmer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you sleep just sleep on that cow, just sleep on that
2: wheat.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, lay on that wheat. You'll know exactly how to thresh it later. Basically, he decided I don't want to do that, and yeah, he that left home sense. as a child. He's <laughs> like, "See ya." He's like, "Deuces, I'll see you guys later." I'm
0: an eighth grader.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and he basically started I'm traveling 12, around. He started traveling around looking for work as a as an eighth grader. That's fun. Yeah, America's weird, man. <laughs> America's wild. Um, and they're just like, "All right, good luck."
2: Yeah, I had to go wait till sixteen to get my job at Burger King. Mm-hmm. You should nope. have been
1: born in eighteen ninety three, man. You could, have worked, to, you could have worked. at Burger King. <laughs> uh, it was the decision that would like later go on to like haunt Casey because if he were as truly as intelligent as people would say like he probably should have continued being a really educated person yeah and not have gone like directly into the job market because he just never <laughs> He never, ever managed to make any money at all while he was, like, alive. Oh, good. He
2: should have gone and worked at the uh, Grape Nuts factory. Grape Nuts came out in, like, 1880s, They're using the same original stock of Grape Nuts. (laughs) Yeah. It's like candy corns. Like, they only made them for one year, and now they just recycle them. Can't Mm -hmm. get rid of
0: them. Also, there's no way to break down Grape Nuts. (laughs) Or candy corns. (laughs) Or candy corns. (laughs) You can pour
1: all the milk you want on Grape Nuts. That's never getting soggy. (laughs) So after Edgar leaves home, it's around the same time that he realizes he's having a full blossoming of clairvoyant powers, right? Oh good. We've already had like issues where he's absorbing stuff mentally, textbooks, book, whole books. <laughs> he is like having these weird sleeping trances, and now he's <laughs> he notices now that he sees auras around people. Yeah. Uh, Do you
2: think he was the first person to discover like acid?
1: I actually know that story, and he's not. Uh, he claimed that he could also speak with angels. Yeah. And he could have long conversations with dead family members.
0: This is not a thing you tell potential employer. No.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Took- yes, I'd like to work on the thrashing floor <laughs> for your great nuts factory, Mr. Post. <laughs>
1: also,
2: I chat with my grandpappy
1: while I'm down yeah. there. Also, your mother says hi. <laughs> uh, and actually, Edgar didn't say anything about this to anybody. <laughs> okay, good. That's the best way Yeah, that's the best way to, yeah, handle, yeah, best way to <laughs> handle anything you might have going on. I mean, on. if you're
0: not going to see Professional help. The other thing is, you keep that. You keep that to yourself. Yeah, but
2: also professional help in the like well, they were going to they were going to lobotomize yeah. you for sure. I also would not seek yeah. professional. They were going to take a part of that
1: brain. <laughs> As a devoted Christian, like this was all very antithetical to Edgar's faith. He had these the ideas that maybe he had like some sort of clairvoyant powers, and he didn't know how to reconcile any of that uh, with his Christian like doctrine that he'd been studying for. Yeah. You know, the last 15 years or however long he'd been like a child. Well, his whole childhood. His whole childhood. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm struggling over it. By the time he was 23, Edgar was engaged to a woman named Gertrude Evans. Whoa,
0: what a saint she must be.
1: I know, right? Could you imagine living with that? (laughs) Thank
0: you.
2: Was she a real woman?
1: He was, she was real. I feel like
2: that's a legitimate (laughs) question. That's a legitimate question. Was
1: Gertrude an angel? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Gertrude I believe was uh, the woman he would spend his entire life with. Oh, good for oh. him and so, her, I guess. Sure. Yep. So I bet her life was interesting. After he'd like worked a bunch of odd jobs, he ended up going back into a business partnership with his father. And their oh. their whole deal is they would sell Woodman of the World Life Insurance. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> oh, good.
2: I uh, in my head it's like the brawny man, you know, like the, the guy on the front of the brawny thing with the uh-huh. axe and the the pleckered plec- oh, yes. <laughs> shirt, the, Pla- plaid plaid shirt. Is the plaid shirt, shirt. pleckard. He's just walking around selling like, oh, if you cut your leg off, swing at an axe like a man, like yeah. a man, like a man. <laughs> like <laughs> if a man, your Thresher dude. takes your arm like a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently the, the woodsman, the woodman of the world was like some sort of union organization. And they had their own insurance policies that oh. you could sell to other so people. Is this a door-to-door type of business? I, it sort of that seems like a door-to-door type to of business. Do right? I'm
2: so glad that that's generally Me gone. too. And they yeah. just try to spam my email folder and stuff. That yeah, I, I can, can ignore. Yeah, right? I can and hand, I do. I handle and I do. people
1: knocking on my door. Ugh, my yeah, dogs hate you. it too. <laughs> In March of that same year... Uh, he was afflicted with a severe laryngitis, which completely robbed him of his ability to speak. <laughs> no, that so, <laughs> must make being a door salesman tough. <laughs> very difficult. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know how successful he was selling insurance because that Cause wasn't a covered weirder. in the in the. <laughs> Yeah, cuz he's, he's a weirdo. A, and a very his dad's strange male.
2: What you do is you knock on the door. You put one finger on your forehead. Yeah, another <laughs> finger. On your yeah, you put your hands away from you cuz you're not
1: buying insurance. <laughs> yeah, you're
3: selling, you're insurance. selling <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: So, he left the insurance game and uh found work as a photographer's apprentice. Okay. Which he found much less abusive to his voice. Um, but he still wasn't <laughs> able to function well enough or wasn't able to speak well enough to function like on a normal day-to-day Man, basis all you
0: have to do is point to their face and then point to the camera and that is it <laughs> do this yeah make a smiley <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it that's when, it that's all you, you have say to anything, anything? Uh,
2: nobody smiled in those old pictures yeah it was all grumpy face
1: <laughs> edgar had tried like visited a bunch of different doctors nobody could figure out what this was going he on goes to the doctor for yeah not a severe mental illness <laughs> <laughs> He was desperate for any kind of relief to this issue. Mm -hmm. And he took a meeting with a traveling stage hypnotist. Okay, good. (laughs) Named the Laugh Man. Yeah.
2: I I can't wait for the next part of the story where he uh, apprentices
1: to a wizard. (laughs) You're not far off, actually, Dave. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: So the Laugh Man had been traveling through Hopkinsville. Yeah, the Laugh Man. And had heard about this guy. And he's like, you know what? I can hypnotize him and cure this affliction, and I'll do it free of charge. Because honestly, it's going to make me look really good. Yeah, and
2: I got that five minutes of free time after that. I make that lady a
1: chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the laugh man put Edgar into a deep sleep. Yeah. and was then surprised to hear Edgar's voice functioning completely normally while he was in a trance. Oh. Um, he then hypnotically suggested to him that his voice would continue to function after the session was over. But the laugh man was ultimately unsuccess- unsuccessful because Shocking. as soon as Edgar woke up, Edgar had lo- again lost his oh, ability no, to speak. Oh no, the laugh man. Yep. and
0: uh, so hard to believe that he wasn't successful. <laughs> I know. That.
1: The Laugh Man had admitted to the fact, like I couldn't cure you, and the reason why is because I wasn't able to take you deep enough to the third layer of hypnotism. Yeah, you know what? That makes yeah.
2: sense. I uh, I saw that movie. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. They just didn't have a kicker.
0: Yeah, they didn't have they a kicker. Go, you just need to go deeper. <laughs> there was I needed my partner jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt there. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. You need to go deeper. You gotta go deeper. You yeah, go deeper. You so, gotta dream bigger. Yeah, spin a top. You'll be fine.
1: Yeah, don't be afraid to dream bigger. You gotta darling. dream bigger, my darling. <laughs> uh, he referred Edgar to another New York hip- hypnotist, aptly okay. named John Duncan Quackenboss. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, this is the weirdest. Uh, this is the weirdest story I've ever heard.
2: Quackenboss is like, if you're gonna be a hypnotist, though, like Quackenboss is not a bad name. No, it's not bad. <laughs> no,
1: it's, not bad. it's memorable. <laughs> <laughs> so he. Quackenboss travels from New York to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, tell me to with a straight face more about Quackenboss. <laughs> right? And he says, All right, I'm going to put you under. We're going to fix you. Mm-hmm. Same deal. He puts him under. Edgar is speaking with a totally normal speaking voice. And by the time the sessions were over, his voice would always like just totally cut out know. again. Do you think— you Go deeper.
2: Whatever his name was. The Laugh Factory was hanging out. <laughs>
1: the Laugh Factory.
2: While, while like this was going on. Like, yeah, dude, this is how far I got. Yeah, yeah you, you gotta yeah, go yeah. deeper.
1: Show me a trick I haven't learned. You know? <laughs> Show me—go go deeper, Quackin' Boss.
2: <laughs> now make him the chicken. <laughs> now make him the
1: chicken.
3: <laughs>
1: so after Quackin' Boss returned to New York, he wrote Edgar a letter, and he was like, listen— I think I, while I was traveling back, I, I came up with a thing that I think is going to work. I have a theorem. Nobody seemed to be able to get you past the second layer of hypnotism. <laughs> <laughs> so what I need you to do oh. is I need you to take over the session yourself. Yeah. You hypnotize right? yourself. You hypnotize mm. yourself. Yeah. You lead the session, and you'll be able to fix the problem. Okay. Right? This all checks out. So. He Edgar's at, at this point, Edgar's at his wits' end. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna do it. I'll do anything. I went to he the only local hypnotist that was left to visit was this guy named Al Lane. No. Nope. Oh, so boring. that's a
2: boring name. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> we've got Laugh Factory and Uncle Crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Quackers over there. Did he
0: think about going to sleep on the hypnotist to get to the third level? <laughs> yeah. I don't you know, know why what? I didn't I don't
1: know why I didn't think about it, you know? So Al Lane was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna fix you. Third time's a charm, right? Yeah, third time, third level. -hmm. Gotcha. So he took Edgar down to the second level of hypnosis (laughs) and then indicated that it was time for Edgar to take over. Okay, you do it, baby. Yep. So this is all you, baby. Do you think
2: he got like a 33% discount? You're
1: you're in the driver's seat if that were a thing. (laughs) They sat in silence for a few minutes, and I have to wonder if Lane almost canceled the session when nothing was happening. When Edgar spoke clearly the sentence, quote, we have the body. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. With Edgar still in a trance, the two men worked together for 20 minutes to diagnose the problem. The we... (laughs) Edgar's subconscious, or perhaps the other entities that res- like resided within him, for sure, told Lane that the problem was psychological, and that the way that they had to solve it was to increase the blood to the voice box in order to fix it. Blood to the okay, <laughs> yep. sure, yep. sure. So we
2: started bloodletting. So what <laughs> we got
1: was leeches. So Lane probably completely out of his element was like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Even you before should this. just just do it, yeah, right? Sure. So
1: <laughs> when he told the weed to do it. Edgar's chest and neck turned bright blood red. Okay. Right? Sure. And then Lane carefully brought back Edgar to consciousness. And was delighted to hear Edgar's voice working properly the, for the first time in months. Because of all the blood. Because of all mm-hmm. the blood that they rushed mm-hmm. to the voice And the box. third level. And the, the thir- third level. He finally got down to the third level. You got to the third level. Sometimes you got to just give people the keys to the car. you hey, got to,
0: listen, drive yourself, baby. So many chakras down there. Just you got, had to go dig them up. Get, uh, the whole teach a man to fish thing. Yep. Yeah. Teach so, a man to get to the third level. I could take you to the third I level. I could take you to the third <laughs> level. But if, you, if I taught you how to get to the third level, you'd be better.
1: Uh, <laughs> Edgar would sometimes relapse and lose his voice again. Oh, no. No. I know. But within a couple sessions or two of hypnosis, he would immediately recover. Oh, yeah. Could he
2: do it himself now like he didn't need anyone else? It
1: was much easier to do it now because you could just turn the we loose and then the we would fix him. The we puts the blood in the voice box. Oh, so yeah. he's a
2: communist. <laughs> This is outer voice box. Well, He's Dave, a communist or the, I say, the queen.
1: Do communists <laughs> do communists sign contracts with angels? I'm not sure about that. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't right? want to say they I, don't. Yeah. That I don't seem, know enough about this specific question. <laughs> that would question. seem uh, racist on my part.
2: You know what? Mark found a question we didn't know. Yep.
1: That's true. <laughs> Get on him. <laughs> who like have thought that this crazy story would have a question that somebody would know the answer to? <laughs> As an experiment, Lane says to Edgar, hey, uh, why don't you try to, I've got some issues going on with my own self. Why don't you diagnose me? Really?
2: Why don't you hypnotize? I told you, <laughs> teach a man to fish. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: this guy's a
1: hypnotist. So what but happened anger was, he said we will hypnotize. We you. will. And, uh oh. Yep. Blood to the voice box. Blood to the voice box. That's how you always fix it. The we. Su- <laughs> so the we. we took over. Yeah. Good. And uh, while in a trance, successfully diagnosed Lane's issues and prescribed a cure, which Lane then used to treat his own medical issues. What was it? I, I don't know. It no, wasn't, I assume
2: it's the same weird tincture he made before Vix vapor rub. <laughs> yeah. The guy had gallstones. Yeah. <laughs> he rubbed some Vix on it.
0: Good At, to go, baby.
1: So after Lane told Edgar about this, Edgar confessed to having zero memory of it. Yeah, I don't remember. The Wii was there. The Wii, it was the Wii. The Nintendo Wii took over. <laughs> Maybe
2: that's where they got the name. It was. They read the story. It's
1: a real bummer. It was then that Lane suggested to Edgar that he use his abilities to help other people.
0: Uh-oh. Like a traveling doctor? Like a traveling Hi- doctor oh, of this, sorts. If I know anything. <laughs> is you, this
2: the wizard?
1: You want
0: an Kinda. un... You, <laughs> the movie The Wizard? Yeah. You want an unlicensed
1: doctor. You I'm want curious. an unlicensed hey, doctor. Edgar was concerned. Uh, practitioners of hypnosis were at the time rumored to frequently go insane or to suffer detrimental health problems. That dude is halfway there, so it's not a big (laughs) deal. Two-thirds of the way there. Yeah, (laughs) Not to mention that this was, biblically speaking, not exactly kosher. Can't be doing that. No, you can't be doing that. The last thing he wanted to do was risk his health and his eternal soul— dabbling in esoteric healing, right? So he's like, I don't know if this is a thing I want to get into. Gotta pray on it. And it was a concern that his wife Gertrude had as well. Oh, yeah, what's
2: Gertie been doing this whole time? Gertie's
1: been like, kind of living with a mute man, I'm assuming. Which probably was awesome. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) this is great, as any woman would tell you.
2: Do you think she just referred to him as her good listener? (laughs) (laughs) He's such a good
0: listener.
1: (laughs) Uh, So Edward Edgar was also really concerned with prescribing cures while he was asleep that he couldn't remember. He said, quote... (laughs) One dead patient was all I needed to become a murderer. He's like, uh, I guess. Sure. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. If a disease kills someone and you couldn't cure it, that doesn't make you a murderer. <laughs>
2: well, also, but like, did he have malpractice insurance? <laughs> <laughs> no, he I don't had think so.
1: Far, like uh, tree cutters insurance. <laughs>
2: oh, that's right.
1: So it took some practice and Lane never stopped pestering him about, about oh, man. this. Peer pressure, didn't I? Huh? But Casey finally agreed to do the readings so long as that they didn't charge for them. On the house. Well, he's the, the, I'll do these just to, to help you. Uh, Edgar worked by putting himself into a deep trance and then allowing the Wii to come forward. <laughs> the Nintendo Wii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and TM. he was able to he was able to work with nothing but a person's name and their physical location. Okay. That yeah.
2: seems
0: unlikely. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so but the, you know what? I'll go
0: with it. I, the, I don't know. It is motion
2: controlled.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Wii was able to pinpoint a person's exact medical issues and then prescribe a cure which usually worked that is uh super useful yeah super useful
2: yeah (laughs) all of this i have a lot to say about it but uh, i won't
1: (laughs) all of this Started to make headlines in the local newspapers. Oh papers. no! In the Kentucky Times. In the Kentucky Times. The the Kentucky Enquirer. <laughs> the Kentucky Crick. <laughs> um, Edgar fought desperately to protect his animi- anonymity the yeah. entire time because he's like, I don't want anybody to know I'm doing this. They'll come to his house. They'll, they'll want come it all to his the house. time. They'll know. They'll know what he's up to, right? Because he doesn't want it. So none of his like immediate neighbors knew anything about the double life that he was leaving, like leading. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But while he continued to deny any sort of payment for the psychic work he was doing, he began to have a real financial need. Uh, Gertrude was pregnant. Oh, no, Gertie. Yeah. Was it his? It was his. Was Was
2: it a reincarnation of his grandpappy? No. It was the wheeze. He
1: ended up having three children um were
2: all of them his grandpappy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so he, yeah, <laughs> he had I think, a really uh, willy
1: wonka situation yeah. in his house <laughs> right <laughs> so in order to make get by he moved to the town of bowling green kentucky okay i've heard of bowling green i've heard of bowling green too and he got a job as a bookshop worker and moved into a boarding house with a couple other dudes who are all like doctors and white collar professionals um, as was he and it was going really well until he lost his voice again. Oh no. Right. He brought in Lane on the sly because he didn't want his, like the people that he was living with to know he was seeing a hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> and while he was getting these hypnotic treatments, he was again out of work. So money was an issue. And this is where we finally get to the point where the city of Chicago and Edgar Casey meet. Right? Oh, bom, bom, bom. it's not clear where exactly Edgar first heard this about the Chicago Board of Trading and its signature pits. There's a pretty good chance he would have been familiar with it uh, with his dad being an agricultural guy. Sure. Like you move your goods up to Chicago. You sell them at market, you know, blah, blah, blah.
2: If you're a psychic, do you just trade in literal futures? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in I, think so. future. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'll trade you two of your futures
1: <laughs> for one of for mine because
0: mine. <laughs> mine are awesome. And I know because I can see the future.
1: So after watching his neighbors, like is, like the guys he was rooming with, he like really enjoyed how boisterous and everything they were. Yeah. And he'd invented and designed a card game that could be played around a boisterous table of people where players had to secretly trade suits of cards in order to collect a full set. This is the game of Pit, which we talked about this. The original commodities were wheat, barley, corn, rye, oats, hay, and flax. Each commodity was worth different amounts of points, and the round would end when people had cornered the market. He called the game Pit after those emblematic pits of the uh, Seabot. Checks out. So it's really ironic that a guy with no voice would invent a game That's rule set states specifically (laughs) that you have to talk two times as loud as your normal speaking voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's perhaps ironic that Casey, a man known primarily for his virtues, like um, his honesty and his like uh, biblical adherence, may not have invented this game at all.
2: Really? Oh, right. Is he a bad guy of board <laughs> game history? Is this a secret bad guy? No,
1: I would say that Edgar Casey's not a bad guy. A I think he's guy. just a weird guy. Yeah, he's a very mentally ill guy. Right. He agreed. In fact, at the same time that he was designing the game of Pit, there was another game on the market that was remarkably similar in its design, and it was being sold nearly 600 miles away in Topeka, Kansas. Oh, Right? But how would he know? Well, he might have known the internet. Yeah, the internet. I agree with <laughs> Harry E. Gavitt was the son of a banker, born in oh, 1875. Son of a banker man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> His life was. So much different than Edgar Casey's when he was growing up. You mean like stable and good? Stable, good. I can't imagine his dad ever knocked him out of a chair. <laughs> well,
2: uh, that appears to give you magic powers. So yeah, for like sure. Lost. <laughs> yeah, I assume at this no, no, point
1: no. the magic powers came from the contract he signed with the angel the oh, previous day. Right. Come on, Dave, pay attention.
2: Well, Casey's working a bookshop. I assume he's just sleeping on top of the book shelves in his
1: office. this shelf tonight. Yep
2: i'm just getting
0: a
1: mass input one big download if you will (laughs) the big download download. i got this real huge wad that i have to download Uh, it's gonna take some unzipping later it's It's, really it's the whole thing you'll know in the future you'll get it in the future i've downloaded it from cbot wally's friend (laughs) (laughs) so not much was known about gavitt's younger years but according to his obituary published after his death in 1954 gavitt took full attention of his more comfortable upbringing graduating as a young man from the Washburn Law School and taking private courses in chemistry, medicine and pharmacology at the University Whoa. of Kansas. He's right. he was what we would call a learned man. Yeah, this guy's a real thinker. <laughs> right? I bet he also read the books. <laughs> yeah, for sure he did it the hard way. <laughs> <Like> a, what, <laughs> a, <don't, laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he joined his father at the Gavett Medical Company in 1889 at the tender age of 19, where he took over management and completely reorganized the whole company. At 19? At 19? He was managing a medical supply company at 19. That's what I like to hear.
2: I was only just allowed to have a bank account, not with my parents' (laughs)
1: names on it at 19. Right? Under his watch, the Gavit Medical Company began selling many medicinal cures marketed directly to consumers, like the very popular product Our Native Herbs, a combination of 21 roots and herbs such as sassafras, liverwort, rhubarb, prickly ash, spearmint, sarsaparilla, mandrake, juniper, Canada balsam bone set wormwood and my personal favorite yellow dock uh oh is this the same thing that what's his name said in his sleep to secure his spine (laughs) i bet
2: it is it might be i I bet that's also the same thing i actually
1: don't know right so this thing that our native herbs this made me laugh i thought i had to share this with you our native herbs was guaranteed to cure the following oh good big breath Rheumatism, dyspepsia, sick and nervous headache, nervousness, constipation, piles, irregularity of the bowels, diarrhea, catarrh, fevers, general debility, sickness of the stomach, pain in the side, numbness of the limbs, cold feet and hands, bad taste in the mouth, yellow skin, loss of appetite, worms, stagnation of the blood, failure to perspire freely, bad circulation, scrofula, tetter erysipelas, old sores, dropsy, liver and kidney troubles, heart disease, fits all, all female complaints.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Quote, unquote, all.
2: I can't wait to get a vial of this for candy. Dark (laughs) circles. No, this takes care of
3: all All
1: female female complaints. complaints. Oh, you don't think I'm doing enough around the house? Well, this will take care of that. How do you feel now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dark circles under the eyes bearing down sensation pimples rough skin <laughs> <Bearing>
2: down <sensation. laughs>
1: and poison in the blood <laughs> oh man the whole blood poison all you had to do was buy a, a handy pack of our native roots what do you slap it on or you you is it in, yeah i think you, you ingest d- it? I think you ingest this Uh-oh. yeah 21 herbs and spices a- <laughs> i put it on my chicken
2: i like that it took care of both diarrhea and constipation <laughs> both, baby. you ain't gotta worry about either
1: um, the other old-timey products that Gavitt sold included lightning lightning paint extractor, yeah. pile driver for piles, and the very of, <laughs> and the very of its time Hostetter's stomach bitters, a product with which was forty four percent alcohol yes. and was very popular in Prohibition I bu- Kansas. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> uh, oh. Gavitt worked hard to put all of these products in front of as many people as possible, which means he loved testimonials. He loved advertisements. And it was his love of these that got him thinking of ways to sell his medicinal cures in really fun and interesting ways. Because he was brilliant and didn't have enough things to do, he designed a fast moving card game, including 33 cards of four different suits of railroad stocks, each suit containing eight cards that players attempted to collect by trading secretly. Mm. Ah. Mm. The game also had a fatal telegram card that meant bad news if players ended the round with it. Good Lord. Yep. Oh, so he did the expansion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he called the game Gavit's Stock Exchange. So his whole, self-serving. his whole marketing yeah. plan was to print 6,000 copies of this game, uh, have them individually packaged, and he would insert... Advertising into oh, the decks of cards. It was a new product called the Gavit System Regulator. <laughs> <laughs> Did it take care of all mail complaints? All of mail complaints. All <laughs> mail complaints. And he gave them to medical agents and was like, listen, whenever you have a patient in the office, just give them this deck of cards. It's a fun game and they're going to see my advertising on in the box as well. It's pretty smart. Pretty smart. Uh, what he found was that consumers loved the game much more than they loved System <laughs> Regulator. <laughs> Uh, he began to receive multiple requests from customers who were, like, hoping to get a copy of the game, but not the system regulator. Yeah, don't want any of that other Don't business.
2: want that. Yeah, my system is regular already. So
1: regular. <laughs> yeah, so he did what all good businessmen do. And instead of, like, you know, really sticking to the system regulator, he started his own publishing company. And then began printing additional copies of Gavitt's stock. You go with what sells. Yeah. Go with what sells. He got rid of the advertising. So, like, he didn't have any more ads in the game. And he printed up more copies of the game that he planned to sell for 35 cents each. What a deal. I know. (laughs) I assume
2: that was probably the 15 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The next run of the games moved so quickly that he had to add on additional machinery to his printing press. Dang. Good to be successful. He also was very, very smart in that he moved to secure patents, copyrights, and trademarks for the game. He basically got all three of these in the U.S., Britain, and Canada. Oh, go for him. Forward-thinking man. Uh, this was seven years before Edgar Casey managed to dream of the idea of Pitt. Ooh. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. like he's a forward-thinking man. He's
2: already cured every single female ailment. Yeah. Like but, <laughs> uh, that guy.
0: But in Edgar's defense, he absolutely saw this
1: in the future, and that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so with the success of Edgar's stock exchange. It's reasonable to guess that maybe Edgar had seen it. Edgar might have run into it at some point. Oh, he saw it somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in his mind mind in the future. Maybe experienced it, whether he was watching it happen or saw it. You know, he stole the idea and changed some of the nomenclature, changed it to cereal grains instead of railroad stocks, thereby "quote unquote" inventing the game called Pit. Mm. Sure. Now. Copycats are like nothing new in capitalism, obviously. Like, if you have (laughs) like a product, people, yeah, yeah, you know, how many different copper pans are there out there now? Yeah. But there were a lot of pretenders to Gavitt's game. He talked to a trade publication called Geyser Stationery. It's in the show notes. It's a very funny article because it's like old, old timey and everything. (laughs) Uh, And they said they reported that he was moving forward with an aggressive New York law firm to go after anybody he found ripping off the game. Oh, right. But what he found was is that it's it's the same issue that most people have uh, where you can't – you don't have time and money to stop everyone. All of, stop ah. everybody. Um, so it's not clear that he knew about Pitt in general. So what happened was is that while he was preparing to lawyer up, he got a letter – from our good friend at Parker Brothers. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 The evil empire comes a calling. Yep. So Parker Brothers contacted Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. and said, hey, Mm -hmm. we're releasing a game called Pit, and we're going to be releasing it. There's not really much you can do about (laughs) it. Good luck. (laughs) Also,
2: (laughs) you think you have money and lawyers. (laughs) We're
1: Parker Brothers. It's not exactly clear how all of this went down, but what we do know is that Parker Brothers had been contacted by Edgar Casey because he was like trying to sell Pitt. Yeah. Sends him a prototype. Never hears back from him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> huge, huge mistake. Yeah. yeah.
1: Never hears any sort of thing about it. And it is at that point that Parker Brothers probably does a little bit of research and finds out that, Oh, there's a game called Gavitt Stock Exchange, which has already been copywritten. But we're going to go ahead and just probably publish ours anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and good luck hiring enough lawyers to stop our lawyers because we're Parker Brothers. Like yeah, we have the I most... just have more lawyers. Yeah. What are you going to do? So at some <laughs> this point... This
2: is an area control game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at some point, he uh, he being Gavit, at some point Gavit was contacted by Parker Brothers and he worked out a deal where he would sell them an interest in Gavitt's Stock Exchange, right? And with, in exchange for a cash payment, he would also retain the rights for Gavitt's stock exchange so that he could continue printing the game. And then Parker Brothers would be free to release Pitt in 1904.
0: This guy is smart.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 He actually it,
0: got something from Parker ins- Brothers. Ins- instead of going to trial with you, you just give me money and I'll stop. Yeah. But I get to keep making my I get games. to
1: keep making my own product and you guys can release this other rival product. As far as Edgar Casey goes... Uh, He claimed that to his biography during the writing to his biographer during the writing of his biography called There is a River that Parker Brothers obtained a copyright on the game that he had sent them and then never paid him any money for it, which I find Parker Brothers like personally, I find it so hard to believe, you know, Uh,
2: personally, I find that the most believable thing you've said in this whole story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's totally plausible that he was never contacted by Parker Brothers for money because he would always struggle financially for the rest of his life, up until the 1920s, mostly because of his reticence to accept money for the psychic readings that he was doing. All we know about the game, as far as how it was formed, was that Pitt has been around for 100 years and still delights gamers today with its unhinged chaos. I was delighted. I was yeah, delighted. Fair also. enough. Yep. <laughs> as far as our main characters go, Parker Brothers would continue Parker brothering throughout the century, <laughs> <laughs> giving us Clue. Hero of board game history. Monopoly. Bad guy of board game (laughs) history.
2: Uh, Slash also hero of board game history. Mm. The guy who made the Monopoly game to help get POWs Oh, yeah, Lizzie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. Slash. Yeah. Yep. I mean, different people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Way different uh, person. And my personal favorite, Trump the board game. Yeah. (laughs) Bad guy of board game history. Yeah. Uh, Gavit would go on to leave the gaming hobby behind after sales of Pit exploded over the next few years and he couldn't compete at all. Uh, don't worry too much about him though. Uh, he became, eventually became the president of Gavitt Loan and Investment Company and the vice president of the Topeka State Bank. So oh gosh, he's yeah. perfectly that fine. That guy was fine. He, had a, he, he saw seems, it all coming. He was seems good. like this yeah. guy had a good life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he was fairly successful up until his death of in, at in 1954 at the age of 79. So great, great age good going run. on. This guy had a good run. Got a good run. Uh, as for Edgar Casey, uh, wow, his wow. life was a lot more circuitous, <laughs> and ultimately, as nearly inf- as nearly as influential as Parker Brothers, it's crazy what he ended up doing. In the 1920s, he eventually met with a wealthy man obsessed with metaphysics who convinced him to do a trance reading about his past lives.
2: <laughs> I mean, C- yes, go on. Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Casey agreed to do the reading, although he did tell the wealthy man that past lives were not a thing. Oh, oh, oh. that's, not, that's <laughs> where oh, he draws the line. Yep. <laughs>
2: you know it's good to have lives you have to have limits I can't
1: can't believe in everything (laughs) Uh, but he wouldn't and so he wouldn't be able to give him any information about his past lives because as we all know Christian doctrine says there's no such thing as reincarnation Mm. so while in a trance however Casey did confirm and describe the man's past lives (laughs) you know what on second (laughs) oh so it turns out I don't have limits yeah (laughs) And he did affirm some astrological concepts as well. Upon waking from the trance and learning what he'd said, Casey began to wonder if his powers were in fact divine Uh or diabolical.
2: Oh, I need his last words to be like, they are coming. Cthulhu is real.
1: (laughs) We have the body. (laughs) Uh, He struggled to reconcile this with his Christian beliefs through his most of his life. He was offered employment by the wealthy man, which he finally accepted. The wealthy patron helped construct a hospital in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and Casey's readings began to veer into occultism and esoteric thought. He accepted the existence of aliens, Atlantis, and the theory of polygenism, which states that all races of humanity had separate origins.
0: (laughs) 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 Don't. uh... You know me, what? Me I and science don't believe in that. Yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, you know,
2: I was actually with them two for three there. I, <laughs> like, I like the idea that there are aliens, and also I like the idea that maybe Atlanteans—like, maybe they're the same thing, though—aliens yeah. under the ocean. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but the I whole, lost him at the last one. Yeah, yeah that one's yeah. a little. Rough in fact,
1: uh, as far as his uh, thoughts on polygenism goes, he said, "Quote unquote, the red race that was ancestors of the Atlanteans okay. and far more advanced than the other races on the planet." <laughs> Okay. really going headfirst into Mm. the Native American mysticism. Yeah, solid. Yep. Uh, He also managed to snag the nickname The Sleeping Prophet. Yay, because he would do prophet (laughs) stuff while he was sleeping.
2: That's that's not the worst name. (laughs) Some of his
1: most famous clients included Thomas Edison, uh, George Gershwin. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yep. Irving Berlin and future president Woodrow Wilson. Oh, good. (laughs) Good. Perfect. Uh, it was estimated that he'd completed up to 23,000 readings over the course of his life. Wow. Including a period where he managed to do almost 1,400 readings in 12 months. And you may ask them wow. how we know all of this. It's because the Edgar Casey Association for Research and Enlightenment in Virginia Beach <laughs> kept studious case studies of every single one of his readings. So to this day, if you go to this place in Virginia Beach you can browse their entire library of most of his case studies that he started doing when he was like reading like people at the insta-tailed.
2: I mean, we're not that far from Virginia. (laughs) We could (laughs)
1: totally go. Like,
2: I kind of want to
3: go check this out. Right.
1: So he tried to slow down because the, the, the psychic readings were what he said were very emotionally taxing and they were physically demanding, but he finally worked himself into a stroke dying six months later on January 3rd, 1945 at the age of 67. Hmm. So like I said, you can totally go and visit the Edgar Cayce Association for Research and Enlightenment. It's in Virginia Beach. Um, you can check out the library. You can go to the bookstore. You can get tested for your own psychic potential. Oh! Relax in a luxurious health spa and many more other activities. Oh man, on the... this thing's got a lot Guys, going on for we it. Need
2: to we need to plan a trip there and then go play pit.
1: <laughs> yep. So while you might find most of this ridiculous, yes. no, I mean no, <laughs> <laughs> you've almost certainly heard uh, some of the vocabulary and descriptors in your personal life that Edgar Casey had either coined or he helped to popularize. In fact, if you've heard of either spiritual growth, aura holistic health, and the term soulmates. Really? You're looking at an Edward Casey original. That's wild. Yep. I feel
2: like he had a hand in making Fog of Love at this point. Kinda. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Kind of. So like I said, shockingly influential on American wow. culture. And Super. that, my friends, is the story of our first ever total weirdo of board game <laughs> history, Edgar Casey. Oh, man. A man... Who made a contract with an angel and wrote it to the end?
0: Yeah, he didn't come out good on that, his end of that. That was yeah. a heck of a guy. They said they'd Mark. answer
3: any prayer,
1: <laughs> and he squandered it. Thank you. I know that was a bit of a long one, guys, but man, I fun. could not stop was, learning about Edgar sh- Casey. I understand why. <laughs> Weird dude here's the deal. When I saw last week, our last episode that he was psychic and parapsychologist, I was like, okay, that's the thing I'm going to keep for myself (laughs) because I want to read some more about this. And then I started reading more about this and I was like, this guy was unhinged. That's awesome. He like would constantly just like put himself in a trances, do psychic readings all day long, every day. This is the best episode of coast to coast I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> yeah dog <laughs> if you don't understand that reference there's this radio program uh in the u.s called coast to coast and if you're ever awake at i don't know four in the morning the
1: perfect time to be awake
3: yeah,
2: yeah. um you can still catch it still on the original guy doesn't do it anymore r bell
1: r.i.p yeah yep. he died now we got george nori not as good but, but probably the, more but he's normal trying, he's trying. <laughs> yeah. well,
2: the whole premise of this radio show is that people call in and they have their their wild conspiracy theories about whatever but the thing is the host always plays it straight like never once. Will he discount a theory or laugh at a theory mm-hmm. or uh, say anything disparaging about the theory? It's not that the host necessarily believes in it or whatever, but he just is questioning and he's encouraging f- and listening. He's just
0: a forum for their ideas.
2: He's exactly. Just, he's an
1: earnest dude.
2: I That's, the last time, That's kind of fun. Yeah. The last time I was doing the morning show, I was listening to Coast to Coast on my <laughs> drive here because, like, what else do you do at four in the morning? All right. And uh, it was some guy talking about human-sized grasshopper people. That were, and that like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was four in the morning. I also was not wide awake, so I don't <laughs> remember fully when this conversation was. But, like, it's the perfect way to start your day. The problem
1: is I could never do that show because that that's what would happen. I would laugh. Oh, And yeah. then, I'd, yeah. then I would, yes, and. Okay, yes, tell me about the human-sized grasshopper people. One laugh, and they I go, okay, ha, okay. okay, let's get into this. <laughs> tell me everything. Yeah. It's good a, stuff. On our west of the Rockies phone line, we have Dave Hubbard. Dave, what's your what's your topic? What are you calling about today? I really want to talk to you about uh, the lizard
2: people. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. You see, what I've been doing is using a lot of their eyeballs for tinctures. <laughs> now, are we talking
1: Gila monsters, Dave, or are we talking something more akin to a gecko?
2: So, like, this is exactly how the show goes. Like, the host is just in on it. It's just, huh? And then hmm. we'll ask the following questions. Yeah, it's very it's it's, fun. It's, it's very rad. It's I fun. love it. Anyway, yeah, if you've never listened to Coast to Coast, uh, you sort of just did. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it,
1: gentlemen. So thanks that's for listening. That's
0: it. Episode number 51 in the books. Yeah, Love hopefully
2: it. we'll get to 100 faster than we got to 50.
1: I mean, that's...
0: let's
2: not push it.
0: Well, well we let's... had a
1: whole pandemic in the middle. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was going to say, let's just not have another pandemic, and we should.
1: Yeah. It's all on you guys. Get vaccinated, you get dope. Get <laughs>
2: Or I will be to your house with a blow dart gun. <laughs> oh man, we didn't talk about that yet. No, That's all, right. all right. We'll get there. Yeah. And now for something completely different.
1: So uh, I got a little something for show and tell. You guys ready? I guess. I
2: don't know. So okay. we have a say? No, put, put your shirt back on. <laughs> oh no, pasties. <laughs> don't,
3: don't be. Don't Is that be ignorant? Frame? I'm going
1: to spoil that? this. All right, ready? I guess. Read this out loud. Oh, but, okay. So the whole world knows. I mean, there's a lot of text on the back of that. Do you mean the front? <laughs>
2: What,
0: what is say it, it out loud
1: is... Do You want me to say the company? Well, or... maybe don't say the company okay.
0: but... This is this is June 2021 Employee of
1: the
3: yes! Month <laughs> Mark Yes Blyle.
1: What else? Someone
2: screwed up
1: somewhere Yeah, uh, the idea that I would be Employee of the Month in any sort of establishment Speaks a lot to any place I that question. I work at
2: I have a question about this Does it look like Mark made it? <laughs> it doesn't
1: not look like <laughs> Mark made it No, I would never Have made it in so my own Employee of the not... Month Flag.
0: It's not like the person didn't <laughs> sign it. The signature is also printed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it very seems funny. like a thing Mark made. Oh himself. my gosh! Wait a minute. There is uh, a quote here. Yeah, what's it say? It says, Mark is a is truly an asset to his place of business. <laughs> Mark keeps the pharmacy running in the absence of the director. <laughs> he is always doing what's best for the patients. Mark displays the values of our business, teamwork, integrity, and
1: compassion.
2: We all know the values of your business are money, money, and money. Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. You guys do you know that I work profit. in the pharmacy, right? Yeah. My entire job involves snowing people for a living. In yeah.
0: recognition of your dedication passion and hard work and making it stick which i'm sure is an acronym for
1: something yeah stupid. safety teamwork integrity and compassion Dan. the like, fact, that you, the fact that. that you
0: know that means <laughs> that you love being of the
1: month. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway i wanted to bring that in and uh you know show that off to everybody you should
0: get a necklace made out of that
1: yeah just a big old medallion oh a big old oh tra-
0: <laughs> so no, it, put it on a clock put, put it on a spinner <laughs> it's so funny Good because spinners.
1: like in addition to this wonderful plaque that i plan on bringing with me everywhere for the next <laughs> yeah. month Uh, I also got 20 meal tokens. Bummer. Like, it's just a sack of meal tokens (laughs) that I can... I, I plan on like dispensing to people I like you know because I don't really eat at work because they don't really do vegetarian options you don't say yeah so I just uh, I'm just gonna hand them out to people I like and make so sure you got... I turn my nose up at people I dislike
0: yeah boy. <laughs> so you got 20 meal mi- that's what you got 20 meal 20 tokens. tokens
1: and I've got a uh, employee of the month parking spot that I haven't been able to use because every time I go somebody's, somebody's in it. <laughs> <laughs> which is okay because I mean honestly I like hate being the center of attention anyway
0: hey last year I I'm not in a union, oh, but yeah? we are attached to a union. That is how our pay scale is rated. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's fine. It doesn't affect There's eight, like eight of us that work there. So <laughs> yeah, that makes we, sense. we never have problems. Nobody ever messes with us. It's great. But the part of the union we are negotiates our raises, right? Okay. And the last quarter, they negotiated us a 0.25% raise. <laughs> <laughs> a quarter of a percent. Hey man, money's it w- money. It was like a dime on my paycheck.
2: <laughs> I was like, "What in the world?" Well, if you were employee of the month, I bet you could have done better. Could have yeah. got a quarter maybe. Mark, have you started planning for like how you'll win employee of the month next month? Oh uh for no.
1: Honestly, because it's such a it's such a weird thing that this I won employee of the month this month because anybody who knows me yeah. knows that like I only give about I work, 70% I at my job. I worked with Mark for
0: 9 years. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever get employee of the month there was not a thing like that there so
2: yeah he didn't. no you, so you're saying a, he didn't I didn't. <laughs> he did not. I didn't that's true
1: yeah and now honestly like i've always made it like a point of pride where that if i'm doing my job people don't notice it sure because <laughs> like why why would i want to yeah. like, throw Are myself you gonna out highlight like that?
0: that part where it says lack of director and show it to
1: your boss yeah yeah oh <laughs> well, I, I immediately showed it to lisa i you're was like hey look at what i got while look you're at gone.
3: What... <laughs> <laughs> why while you were gone, check yeah, yeah, this yeah.
1: out. Check this out. I did a great job. I know you thought I was just hanging around doing nothing
3: because
0: I was. We don't even need a pharmacist here. I don't even need here. a pharmacist here. I don't even need
1: you. Yeah, that was the funniest part. It's like, oh, well, you know, you did such a good job. And then the first thing I say after everyone leaves, because I get a knock on the pharmacy door. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, that's weird because it's like almost time to go home. Nobody nobody knows to go up at my office like when it's time to go home because I'm leaving. So I open the door and there's like 30 people in the hallway and they all scream Congratulations, and I nearly died of fright. I, was, I jumped out of my skin.
0: No, no 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 no, <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no, no. And then immediately, as soon as I saw the plaque, I just can't stand being the center of attention. So I closed just, closed the door. I, I just, my whole face uh, went bright red from what I understand. You
0: should have just said, No,
2: thank you. <laughs> no, thank
3: you. Close the door.
1: <laughs>
2: just Mark's not here. No,
1: yeah, that's what I should have said. Just realized what's happening and been like, No, thank you. And then just no, close the door.
2: Hablo
0: English.
1: But uh, as soon as everyone left, I uh, I looked at Lisa and I was like, "So, uh, this means I get a raise, right? Like, there's no way that this doesn't translate into some sort of monetary value. Yeah, as much could. as I love the 20 meal tokens, I plan it on giving away. Translated into <laughs> 20 meal tokens. What it
2: translates into is like, it's like you just got handed 20 packets of ramen in prison.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's what's money. up. You that's just a, got currency. Yeah, that's what I should do is just start like accepting <laughs> <buy laughs> accepting ramen. <laughs> like, I'll give you one meal because one of those meal tokens is worth three dollars. So, oh man. Oh, I man, mean, that's we're, a, looking, we're looking. That's at a couple pretty, ramen. That's a couple
0: ramen. That's a couple ramen outside of the clinic. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: that's yeah. A lot of ramen outside yeah. of the Yeah, yeah. You that's can
2: get like three dozen ramen. You can <laughs> get like three dozen ramen with that.
3: Yeah,
1: that's you know wild. what? All Tell you flavors. what, bring me a six pack of ramen, and I'll hand you a meal token. Like that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad exchange. No,
1: no, it's a great exchange. It's, I love ramen. It's good. I like it a lot. Man. I just had uh, you know I had that ramen cast. Yeah, for what's your favorite flavor? Chicken. we talked chicken. about
2: this yeah we talked about this last we? episode. yeah
1: mm, i don't we, remember that yeah, mark, we could talk about it again. dan and
2: i's both favorite is chicken, chicken. kira's favorite is uh, shrimp, shrimp. Okay. and your
1: favorite is vegetarian but you like that new spicy i do like the new spicy chili wow we've almost to... like we <laughs> talked about it before <laughs> there is a creamy chicken but it's not as good as original no, it is chicken not. yeah i don't like that creamy chicken i'll tell you today. what mark mm.
2: i have an actual idea for how you can get employee the month next month okay okay so I know that you had some issues when it was uh, time to convince everyone to try to get a vaccine. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm out of
1: the vaccine like convincing <laughs> business. Out of the well, game. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've come up with this concept for all of the uh, all of the idiots who refuse. Okay. Uh, what I need you to do is get us some vaccines. Okay. And then I am going to create a blow dart delivery. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. And then we're going to go down to the boardwalk. Uh-huh. And we're just going to wait and. Let's be honest. We will be able to pick out a number of people that well, are not vaccinated. I can one-up you. I'll just get a sign and be like, uh,
0: clap if you're unvaccinated. They, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, brother. The, yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, government don't tell me. And then, boom, right in the next Right so Dave right gets
2: I'll just sit on one of the benches and wait. You stand in the middle. Yeah. And just every time I see someone clap, just bam. And yep. then and then every time they're
0: like, oh, something hit me, I'll be like, oh, my God, watch out for these seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> they're wild. And, and you got to run over and act like you're like... Batting yeah. a seagull away Stop. and then you no, take no, it. He
3: was, he, gonna take gonna get your,
0: he was gonna get
1: your ice cream. <laughs> so back when we first started doing vaccines at my place of work, we had the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. And now like you, That's just, what I got. you just can't That's get it. That's what's in my body. Yeah, yep. me too. Now oh, Pfizer bros. The newest What'd you get, We Mark? just got a sh- I got Pfizer too. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. We're Shh. Pfizer boys. I thought you were gonna be Pfizer for Yeah. But uh they gave us our last shipment from the state it was all Johnson and Johnson. Whoops. And I told Lisa, I was like, My God, I can't I can can't get people to take the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> what makes you think I can? What makes, yeah. you, what makes you think I can convince people to take Johnson and Johnson? Yeah, yeah sure, you could get a blood clot.
0: So what? Like it's, it's like the one bad one. <laughs> I know it's the one bad like this is what we got. Even
1: then like quote unquote bad. But yeah, I mean people like, hear blood clots the next thing you know everyone's panicking i mean blood like, clots are not great but, no, yeah, but not. you also
2: had to be a predisposed and be a woman on birth control <laughs>
1: yeah
2: like, you, all of those things had to be true mark you have you thought clot. about
0: giving out your meal tokens in exchange for them getting a vaccine
1: yeah like i wonder how many or meal ramen. tokens, <laughs> 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 right Here's the deal. You can give me either a six pack of ramen, or I will give you. I'll give you a straight up five meal tokens for one for one vaccine. Let me you hit just you bring up. me a just bring me an arm. I don't <laughs> even care if it's your arm. Anyone, I don't yeah, care. Just bring Drag me an arm over here. <laughs>
3: Did you okay. Does it think about have to be
2: attached? <laughs> Did, Preferably? Do you think about
0: sprinkling the vaccine about on top of the ramen? Oh, oh
1: yeah!
2: There you go. You should go mm. instead of just turning in the meal to, or handing it to someone else. What you do is you turn it in, get a meal. I'm sure this is how vaccines work. You inject mm-hmm. the meal with
1: it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it you into ma- the steak. What yeah. you do
2: is you
0: tell them you got magic brownies, <laughs> and but the magic is uh, immunity to a virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're not gonna trip. I mean, you, <laughs> you might. You, you might m- fall, but might,
0: like, but it ain't gonna yeah. be from this. It's I gonna mean, it be is from sort COVID. of magic. I, I think
2: mean, it's as magic as like sure. computers. Yeah, yeah, like I read about how they work and I study it, and at the end of the day, I still go, I don't know, magic man. I- yeah, <laughs> I, hey, I, I don't know, magic.
0: I have an advanced degree in technology, and I have no idea how they. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, transistors? Yep. <laughs> it's so Something funny. Something about
2: electricity being turned <laughs> yeah. on and off again.
0: And then they go, what's a transistor? I go, I don't know, magic. Oh. <laughs> I think it's a tube, right? Yeah, It's a tube it's with a, copper? It's a big glass tube, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Edison invented it? I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. What should you do over there, Dave? What are you doing? Oh, nothing. Get Sophie? off the phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little
1: selfie. Oh, I took a
2: selfie. I was deleting we'll my. I was deleting my idea for the blow dart.
1: Oh, oh, it's no good. Oh, you, oh, you made a note. Yeah, I. Thought that's about incredible. It. I
2: thought about it the other day, and I was like, I don't know. I want to see if I can you get Marky really man get... on board. <laughs> so I made a note about it. Sometimes
1: I make notes about things to talk on the podcast. All right, that's fine. I like Shut it. Shut up already. All right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I thought that was
2: a joke. Yeah, I thought it's... you were
1: doing a bit over there, and Me I was too. like, that's... oh no, he's actually deleting the notes. <laughs> I
3: did prep work for this show. <laughs> Kind
1: of. I do like the idea of an involuntary blow dart. But again, I don't think you're allowed to do that.
2: Well, sure. But I do a lot of things I'm not. <laughs> that's <laughs> very true. All
1: right.
0: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? What's the jail time on involuntary, yeah, involuntary blow vaccination? <laughs>
2: Uh, what are you charged with? Oh, making all those people not susceptible to a deadly virus? Yeah. <laughs> Saving I gotta- countless
0: lives? Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta feel a judge would look kind kindly on that. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, it depends on the judge. That's, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest.
3: Game over, man. Game over.